Hot Pockets. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. And it's Thursday, June 9, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, Episode 311. This is No Agenda. Acting as your official beard from the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation West, the People's Republic of Southern California. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where someone's out to get you, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill. Hey, in the morning to you, John. In the morning to you, in the morning, all ships at sea, feet in the air, boots on the ground, and everyone in between. <laughs> Especially those in the chat room who are all jazzed up, geared up, and energized uh, at noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net, exactly the way their government loves them. You've got to be charged and ready to go so we can suck the lifeblood out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Not we, but the, the government, obviously. The, the someone. Yes. Ah, uh, well, John, I, I guess we might as well get it over with right now. What? Wienergate. We tried to talk about it last time. You you passed it over. Why don't we skip, skip it again? Because uh, I got a theory. I got I got a theory. Oh. Uh, so, okay. Well, so first of all, it, it, dude, you, there's no need to tweet me when there's something like a Wiener press conference. No, tweet me. It's at text me. I didn't text you about you a Wiener press conference. Yeah, yeah. When he came out and said that he he. Oh uh, right, right, right. I'm like, right, really, right. really. You think I? What do you think I'm doing here? Twiddling my thumbs all day? I thought you were in the <laughs> RV driving around. <laughs> no, man. We came back uh, Sunday. I thought you night. were at like a driving uh, burger place <laughs> with girls on roller skates. Yeah, wee. No, man. I, I I was Jones, and I couldn't wait to get back to watch me some C-SPAN live. Of course, the the action was on uh, CNN. There was no C-SPAN live worth of crap this no, week. I know. So, um, Occam's Razor wins again, eh? What a lying sack of garbage, Mr. Uh, Ant- Anthony Weiner. All right. Well, we, we. I would assume you would think that he, because I think he was set up. There's a very interesting, uh, and, but I haven't gotten quite to the bottom of why. They, I know they want to get rid of him, and they're trying to get rid of him as fast as possible. They want to get him out of there, and he refuses to go, knowing the whole thing is about getting rid of him. Right. Uh, um, which I kind of hinted at on the last show, but and there was a clip that, that was always thought was screwy, but now makes a lot more sense. And and if you listen to the Republicans in particular, in fact, they have a clip from Rince Prebis or whatever that guy. That by the oh. way, have you ever seen that guy? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. How does that guy win anything? Well, he it's it's not a it, it wasn't a was it an actual election to become the uh, the spokeshole for the Republican Party? Well, I mean, he's he's just the most dweebish character. He looks like a troll <laughs> that I've ever and I don't use that word lightly. No, you don't. No. I ever uh, ran across, and he was he's just hounding and hounding. And there was a very interesting thing with him and Greta Van Susteren, who's apparently Greta, uh, even though she works for Fox, I don't think she's ever, I don't think she's ever brought into the meetings. <laughs> no, she seems she seems kind of on the up and up actually. She yeah, seems, uh, and so she's, she's always baffled by when somebody comes up with some lit- litness thing. That, I think that's what, just you know, that's just the way her facial expression is. That mouth, like in Aw. this case, she was <laughs> completely baffled. She could not figure out why the Republicans didn't want to keep Weiner around as a punching bag. Mm-hmm. 
And Priebus had the weakest argument. You might might play that as a preface to our, what we're going to discuss. Been all over so the news media. You. And so lucky you is a tactical matter. Imagine if he left today and he disappeared. But if, if he sticks around until the next election, there you have. I mean, there you have <laughs> somebody you can point it. I mean, you, you mean, from a from a tactical standpoint, I think the last thing the Republican Party should want is that he resign because it looks bad. Let the hearing drag out of the, you know. Let the ethics investigation go on. It's not going to get any prettier. You know, as we look at these emails unfold, they only get ugly every time we open the newspaper we read the things he's saying i mean there's a terrible crack that he makes today about jewish women and he's got an awful big jewish uh, women uh, constituents i mean it gets worse i would want well, to stick around listen, if i were you but here's the problem it's bad for our country and i think that people like nancy pelosi and debbie wasserman schultz ought to do the right thing and call on his resignation i mean where have they been where it has where is nancy pelosi on calling for the resignation where is debbie wasserman schultz See, on calling I'd be, for the you know, resignation i'd be afraid to say that you know I why think that they I'm afraid you're going to get your turn. I think that they should. I, I think worry that about both should, sides of the aisle. I think that they should call for his resignation. I think the guy has exhibited the the, the utmost outrageous behavior. Uh, I think as a congressman, and the way that he did it. I mean, in this high, three ring circus uh, that he's created. Yeah. All right. So, do you have a theory? Sorry, I can hear. You. Do you have a theory? Well, I, I'm convinced he was set up no, by, no, and it, no. it's a known fact. No, in fact, no. the newsrooms all feel that, you know, that everybody, they were on to him doing this some time ago, and they just needed to uh, bring some people in to, to, to expose it. Uh, there was an interesting post on my blog about how you can now, and today, people don't realize that, it, no, I don't care what password you use, you can crack it within two minutes. So you have to assume that all the intelligence agencies in both sides of the aisle, parties and everybody in between, are in everybody's accounts, especially in Congress. So they're watching everything these guys do to an extreme. Now they're just looking at the back channels of everything. So they could have done this to this guy, apparently, anytime they wanted to. But there's either a vote coming up. It's a or it's a payback to Schumer because Schumer's is you know he's his, his he's his protege. Uh, there is definitely something going on, but the key that to understanding it, I believe, is the fact that they got a, they're trying to rush this guy out. No, let me. Uh, I went back to two thousand seven, um, uh, and after the show on uh, was it Sunday. And we play, I played the clip for you of CNN, Wolf Blitzer. By the way, you know it's one thing to lie to your constituents. It's one thing to lie to your family and to your wife. But, oh, boy, you better not be lying to Wolf Blitzer. That, that is the criminal offense here for Mr. Weiner. I went back and I listened to actually to our show uh, and, uh, and looked in uh, what we had then of show notes, nothing like we have now. And, of course, the, the clue for me was that Wolf Blitzer had edited out the entire discussion about what his wife Huma Abedin does. And I was like, well, that's interesting. Why would, you know, they played like five, six minutes of this interview with Wiener. This is before he came out with the, with the truth, quote, truth. Why would they cut that whole piece out, which wasn't all that much in time-wise, about uh, her work with Hillary Clinton? And I went back in 2007, end of 2007, right around the time we started the show, John, and in 2008, uh, we were talking about, on this very program, we were talking about the possible lesbian relationship between Hillary Clinton and Huma Abedin. Huma Abedin, known as uh, her body man, is actually what, uh, what people are calling her. And there were a lot of right, ru- rumors. Okay, a lot of rumors. So um, right around the time those rumors are starting to peak, all of a sudden she's dating Anthony Weiner. 
who was just about to, I think he was not, at that time he was maybe just a freshman congressman. And uh, perfect match. He's Muslim. Okay, okay. I, I know where you're going. Okay, well, let, let me complete it. Now, the, the interesting things, uh, side notes. Huma Abedin, who as an assistant when uh, Hillary Clinton was senator, was making $9,000 a year. Now she's probably making an official salary of about forty. Uh, she has a uh, $700,000 condo, which she purchased outright in um, in Washington, D.C. She has Prada bags, Marc Jacob bags. She's got tons of beautiful, expensive stuff. So, you know, it's not and it's not coming from her family, who, as far as I can tell, is not loaded or rich. She's well accessorized. She's <laughs> yes, exactly. She's also stunningly beautiful. But I see her in pictures with Lucifer Clinton. They're wearing the same red outfits. I mean, it's it, and and if you believe Jennifer Flowers on page 42 of her book about Bill Clinton, she quotes Bill Clinton telling her that Hillary Clinton has eaten more. You know what? Than he has. That's the, the line in the book. Um, so I believe that uh, Anthony Weiner, who, by the way, the, their marriage, July 10th, uh, 2010, was presided and officiated by Bill Clinton. Yes. Uh, I believe that he was in on the game. He was uh, in there to uh, act as the beard for uh, Huma Abedin and uh, Lucifer Clinton. And that's why he had such an incredible big mouth, because he had the power of the Clintons behind him. All he had to do... All he had to do was just play along with the game, and he could have been in a great position. Now, of course, because he's not, he doesn't actually have a relationship with this woman, like most guys, he's freaking out. So that's when he gets into the whole Twitter and email thing and the cyber sexing and all that stuff. And, it, it, and when he was up there apologizing, he wasn't crying for his wife, John. He was crying for himself. That he messed it all up. And this is why they want him out, because everyone who's against the power of the Clintons wants to get this guy out. That's what's going on here. I like it. Yeah, and, and I, I think it's pretty rock solid. Uh, you know, do you be, the, only, the only variable in here, you're going to have to explain this away since I'm giving this one to you. <laughs> yeah, okay, thank you. What is or is she not pregnant or is that bullcrap? I, I think, you know, um, and that came out and apparently it was in the New York Times. I didn't read it. I think that is, first of all, it's it's uh, when people are pregnant, they uh, they usually don't say anything until a, a minimum of three months of pregnancy. That's a, just total distraction just to throw, you know, flame, flame, flame the fan the flames a little more. I don't think that's true. And, and if anything, it's a plant to uh, uh, to make you believe that they had consummated the marriage, and again to move away from the uh, Hillary and what is I have like some kind of weird crackle. Uh, if anything, it's meant to move you away from thinking that uh, uh, Lucifer and uh, and Huma have some form of lesbian relationship. Okay, well, my thing the only thing again, I, I'm observing this this rush. To get him out of there. Well, because anyone who doesn't like the Clintons, and I think there's quite a body count, uh, they want him out because the guy still has the power of the Clintons behind him. You see, look, we've observed this guy, and sometimes yeah, no, actually, we have have we have clip after clip because he does do exactly what you say. He goes in front of Congress with nobody else does, and yeah. just rails rails on him because he he has that power. The Clintons are still incredibly powerful. Incredibly powerful. 
And uh, and sometimes he's actually, you know, I agree with what he's doing. You know, like against Clarence Thomas and stuff. That's that's good stuff. But he had such a big mouth, and all of a sudden it all clicked for me. I'm like, obviously, obviously. Now there is something. Oh, wait a minute. Let's let's stop here. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm buying this theory, mm-hmm. and I because it's 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 tawdry and it's and it's creative. And she it, was in Vogue magazine. How many staffers get a pictorial in Vogue magazine? I can just see Lucifer going, "Honey, I'm going to get you in Vogue. Don't you worry. I'll take care of you." Have have another Mark Jacobs bag. Why now? No, I I think he he genuinely messed up. I don't think he was set up. Let's just do Occam's razor. I think he just messed up. The guy was out of control. I mean, you know, John, when the blood flows down to your penis, it's not in your head. The guy's not thinking. And he's just like, Ugh. So that's why he was so upset. He's crying for himself. How could it be such an idiot? No, I, I had everything going I know, for him. I got by into that theory that he's crying for himself. I don't I, I don't. I don't think uh, it was a setup. I think now there could be a setup scenario. This is an interesting one. There is a redistricting that has to take place in New York. It could be uh, a perfect time to eliminate him from the mix. I don't see why they would, because it's always good to have a congressman, to have a vote that's uh, going to do whatever you say. So I, I can't see why Lucifer or Billy Boy would actually set up. Uh, no, I wouldn't think they were setting him up. It would have to be the anti-Clinton forces. Then it could be redistricting of uh, of New York. I, I, mm-hmm. you know, they, they have, uh, I looked up the law in New York. You have to have a special election if he resigns or dies or whatever. And it has to be within like 30 or 40 days, but only after the governor calls for it. Seems too convoluted. I think the guy generally, genuinely... Just messed you up. You think he just stepped in it? Yes, he did. He's like such a. He had it all going for him. He had Chuck and, Schumer. And you're, okay, so your explanation is there was no setup whatsoever. He stepped in it, and what unraveled. The only reason that he had this going on in the first place is because he. This was his outlet because he really wasn't. This marriage was a sham. Yes. And he's this woman. He's a beard for this girl who's like <laughs> basically living with, or you know, she's living to, with Hillary all the time. Hillary, yeah. <laughs> and uh, as the girlfriend, uh-huh. as the uh, lipstick, uh, total lipstick lesbian, lesbian. and uh, and which you know I don't know you know I'm mean, gonna have to go start listening watch I watch I'll have to I'm gonna send a note to the gay news yes because who I, who's a show which is on free speech TV and they out people left and right yeah. And they love outing people. I think Michael Musto of the Village Voice actually wrote a lot about Hillary Clinton when this was taking place and Huma Abedin. And he, if anyone, he's the one that uh, semi-outed uh, these two. And the crazy thing is, what really gets me, if Hillary would just come out and say, I'm in love with this woman and uh, it's a problem because she's a subordinate and she works for me, so she's going to resign her post, but she's my traveling companion. I love her, and she loves me, and we make awesome lesbian sex. It would be great. Yeah, yeah, there would be no problem. There would be no problem. I'd be like, yay. It would be, it would be perfect. It's not going to happen. I mean, how stupid is this? At the end of the day, I love the theory, but it's so dumb because all you have so to wait, do is just admit it. Straight then. So that picture in the war room with Hillary and her and with her hand to her, <laughs> her face, she was actually smelling her girlfriend. Oh, John! Oh my goodness! You are a horrible man. That I'm is ta- sorry. That is the worst. I mean, that, I can. We had female listeners. They're all gone now. <laughs> oh, uh, I really feel bad about you that. You should, Miss Mickey. Could you turn the uh, heat off for me, darling? Thank you, love. Got you. You got yourself heated up. All right, I'm, 
I'm going to buy everything except for the fact I'm I'm going to now I'm going to counter this. I'm not going to do it today, but I'm going to look into this. I'm still convinced there's this the Schumer angle. But uh, as as it now stands, your thesis is is absolutely the top of on the top of the list. And it, so, and there's a lot of people catching on to this. And all you have to do is go back and uh, and Google does have this 2007 2008. And I and the thing is, I even before these articles came out and I got to like a. A note from uh, one of our producers, Southern Bread, and and I was like, you know, I remember this name. I, what was going on with this woman? And then and it hit me. And now, um, you know, now if you Google it, you're seeing it all over the place. And people are bringing back those articles from 2007, 2008. Uh, I I I totally think the New York Times uh, reporting on her being pregnant is just a plant. Like, oh, they've consummated the marriage is for real. Uh, bull crap. Did you see that picture, by the way, of his uh, uh, of his boner? Not the one in no, the boxers? I, I, I stopped what, looking for pictures. Okay, so you can go to tweetmyboner.com where I'm keeping oh, a uh, I'm keeping a record of... Uh, <laughs> and if anyone else tweets their boner, it'll, it'll be on tweetmyboner.com. Did you turn it off, darling? Because I'm like, yeah, thanks. I'm going nuts here. Are you still in the RV? No, 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 no. I'm in the, the, the Crackpot Command Center. But uh, it was really... We're in June gloom here, so I had the... I turned on the heat this morning. It was like 55 degrees or whatever. It's crazy. We haven't had a decent day. Well, we hadn't. I'm sorry. We've had a couple of decent days, but half a year of really kind of low temperatures, cloudy, not beautiful in Southern California. Makes me wonder why I could have stayed in San Francisco. Yeah. It was sunny today. <laughs> could have been, yesterday could have been, was nice. Could have totally enjoyed the same, uh, same deal. Just take the train. Let's uh, thank some of our producers. I don't think we have many, so we can probably just yeah. We well, said it was a gloomy list. day, so we have gloomy uh, input for this uh, show. I'm sorry to say, and I am but sorry too because we did a lot of work to produce. Uh, you know the the it, it, is is this a sign of things to come for the Hot Pockets 2008 tour that that we're not going to get a lot of support? We'll see for what it? happens. We'll follow this. Uh, I thought we had people, a reasonable show. People don't want to see you. Maybe it was just a crappy show. I thought we did okay. Well, I don't know what was what was what was the remarkable about the show. Um, the Hummer, the Berkeley Hummer. Yeah, and then if you notice that Gawker and some other people finally picked up on that, so we're we're leaders. But that was just like a that was just laughable. It wasn't insightful. Mm. It was just ridiculing somebody for having a speech. No, uh, man, you know what, John? Anomaly. If we go along with our theory, we suck. So we better do good today. Well, I think you already topped it with the lesbian thing. You can't go wrong. How? I mean, lesbians and the truth. I mean, it's like, send your money. Lesbians. We just need cash. I know a lot of people want to send blankets or water. Just send send your cash. So we have one executive producer, two associate executive producers for this show. We have... uh, uh, Clancy Childs, uh, Sir Clancy, as a matter of fact, helping us out from London, England with 20956 from the noroagendathon.com. We'll send a separate email to us. Oh, that's uh, right. He's, uh, he did the, the marathon, right? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. We, we appreciate the number of runners that run for our show. Yeah. <laughs> They're running away from us, unfortunately, but they Michael <laughs> Bow, Bowl, Bowling in, uh, or Bowling, but I think it's Bowling. Uh, in Watsonville, California, 200 bucks is a graduation present from Kevin Bowling to my son, Michael Bowling. He gets the credit. He's graduating uh, with his master's in electrical engineering at the University of California, Santa Barbara. It's about time for him to stop being a boner. Please deduce him. Oh, absolutely. And karma. And karma. Ooh, double shot. You've been deduced. You've got karma. There you go. And he's an associate. Michael is. You know a- that we save a good half hour on the show with that double. 
Yeah, we did. <laughs> it's uh, he's an associate exec. Yeah. Okay. Good. And Maria Rita Ferrara, or Ferrera. Oh, from uh, Lisboa. From Lisbon. Yes, from from Portugal. Hola. Uh, and of course, she won't be listening after this show. And but but we want to thank her. She's in for two hundred dollars. This time has come to support your show again. I can't do this as frequently as I wished because money hasn't been abundant lately. But I finally managed to juggle my budget and put some aside for this uh, for this week. I think good work should be rewarded. But not only that, your theories sound like American version of my father's. <laughs> Oops. And that makes it worthwhile for me. Once he isn't around to share his anymore, I don't always agree with these ideas, but they make me think. So keep on keeping on. Obviously, she's been in Berkeley for a w- once in a while. Uh, Rita. And, we, and Lisbon, by the way, I would recommend people to take a vacation there. The Portuguese have done a wonderful job of fixing up their country with EU cash. Yeah, you better hurry and up. paying them back. <laughs> you better hurry up before the rioting starts. But you can still get a nice vacation in before it all goes to yeah, hell in a Yeah, but they're not going to be throwing anything at us. No, of course not. We're, we're no agenda folk. We have so that's, that'll be it for this uh, yeah. week's uh, producers, and uh, we'll have a break in the middle of the show with uh, some thank yous for others. And, thank of course, uh, we highly appreciate people who support this program. I'm surprised we didn't get a member of the 311 Club. Yeah. Yeah, and, of course, we can, we can still get in on the uh, 333 Club, and the way to do that is to uh, support the show at... Dvorak.org. Slash N-A. A couple of PR mentions, uh, some domains that are now forwarding to noagendashow.com, and I'm working on a system that uh, will enable you to do much more with these domain names that you register. Stay tuned for that. Uh, a, a kind of a preview is podcastlicense.com. Uh, did we get any uh, podcast li- Are we going to hear from that later? Did people sign up for podcast licenses? Uh, let's see. Did we get a few? Uh, we got a couple. We, yeah. we we were late putting everything up, so maybe that has to build a bit. Well, but, it wasn't uh, that late, but we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, oh, okay. eight, good, nine, good, good. ten, so, eleven. So I need that, I need that list. I need that list so I can uh, put everyone's uh, license in the spreadsheet. Together. Just I know, the I know, but yeah, you know, okay, oh. in the spreadsheet. Thank you. Okay. Uh, some forwards uh, currently forwarding to noagendashow.com. dot com. Doomsday two thousand thirteen dot com. Great. Looking ahead, <laughs> we appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, nice that uh, Grayston uh, bought a brick for the Twit Cottage, but uh, uh, we'd much rather you send uh, the cash to the show. Uh, although nice, we appreciate it. We'll see it. We'll see if the no agenda where the no agenda brick shows up. Yeah, if it shows up on camera. <coughs> if I mean, it, it could be a great PR move, but I don't think we need a lot of those. Oh, really? I mean, who the hell does not know I'm doing a show? Shut up! No way. Uh, JaguarCarsSuck.com uh, from an unhappy owner who is now forwarding that to uh, NoAgendaShow.com. Uh, here's one that I can't wait to do some work on uh, once we have the new system in place. ByCuriousAdam.com That's a beautiful domain name. Appreciate that. WeUniversity.com as in WeWII-University.com uh, here's well, that's one. That's a moneymaker. That's a yeah. That's great SEO. Appreciate that. You want to learn about the we? You came to the right place. Hey, everybody. Yeah, that's all we talk about. <laughs> that's right. We. We just talk about we. You, me, and we. This week in noagenda.com. Liking that one. Very hip. And uh, now this was actually very cool. And I set something up. I got uh, Bob sent, uh, actually created four. QR codes. He says he's been printing these two by two stickers out. 
He made it for noagendanation.com, dvorak.org, slash NA, uh, the noagendashow.com, and the podcast feed. So I've created a domain name, qr.nashownotes.com, and I've uh, pasted those in there so you can uh, uh, print that page out. It's a pretty bare-bones page. You can print it out. And um, you can uh, make your own stickers. We need some design help on the show notes, obviously. Those of you who do uh, CSS design, there'll be a link in the show notes, 311.nashownotes.com. And uh, finally, I've uh, registered another domain name. I, I just had to bite the bullet so we have a place to uh, actually go and uh, and find information about the, uh, the tour. Kicking off mid-July, hotpockets2008.com is uh, the domain name. And you can uh, find out about the rig about uh, the tour, about the route, uh, all the information. And uh, Miss uh, Baroness Maggie Vincent of Virginia uh, uh, has started a blog. Yeah, she's great. She's a sysadmin. She's got like she's hooked me up with wireless routers and all this stuff. <laughs> like, oh, you'll be loaded for bear. She's perfect. She's so perfect. And she and Mickey are like, they're like the same. Completely anal about details. <laughs> oh, they're, are they're, you mean they're organized. Yeah, that's what I call anal about details. <laughs> you mean they actually are neat. You should look there's at... A, there's between a clean, freak, <laughs> anal, crazy yeah. person just actually being organized, just mildly organized compared to us. Yeah, that's, we're like, uh, we're a mess. <laughs> we need these women in our lives. And, you know, they're right, right down to the toilet brush. You know, they got everything all figured out. So uh, it's fantastic. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, Hotpockets2008.com. We're waiting for the lawsuit. And, of course, we want to thank our executive producers, uh, our executive producer, Sir Clancy Childs, for uh, helping the show out uh, this week, supporting us, and our associate executive producers, Michael Bowling and Maria Rita Ferreira. Um, your uh, support of the show is highly appreciated. These are official credits. You can put them anywhere you please, anywhere credits are useful. And unlike the phony balonies in Hollywood, we will actually uh, vouch for you. If you want to be an executive producer for the 312 Club or uh, 333, which is coming up soon, you know where to go. Dvorak.org slash N-A. And meanwhile, everybody else out there has a task. You need to go out and propagate that formula. Our formula is this. We go out we hit people in the mouth. Say it loud and proud, everybody. Shut up, slaves. <laughs> so, um, yeah, sorry. Well, I wanted to jump into the story. Uh, I'll just read a little quote here. Mainly because we suggested it. I, I think you suggested it. That uh, there's something there's something wonky about the E. coli. Yeah, I got a couple clips on that actually. Well, then play the clip. Let me play this. Uh, let me just read this quote. This particular E. coli variation is a member of the Q104 strain, and the uh, Q104 strains are almost never normally resistant to antibiotics. In order for them to acquire this resistance, they must be repeatedly exposed to antibiotics in order to provide the mutation pressure mm -hmm. that nudges them toward complete drug immunity. And then they have a list of drugs. The uh, This is from the Natural News. The editor himself wrote this article. Right. A very interesting piece. It talks about how you would do this bioengineering. It's not bioengineering like genetic engineering. This is the old-fashioned way, like when you like you breed dogs. You can do this with bacteria rather yeah, quickly. Yeah, you just put two, uh, two strains of bacteria together and um, put it in someone's mouth. 
Well, actually, no. They don't, the way they do this is you take the, the strain you're looking for and then you expose it to penicillin and then you see the ones that survive and you take them, breed them, so they're now penicillin resistant and then expose them to another antibiotic and find the one that lives right. and breed it. And you do this in the lab. It, it doesn't take that long. It might take a year. And the next thing you know, you've got something that kills everybody, basically. So this is uh, linked in the show notes, uh, com. It has replaced cyber wars with bio wars. thought that would be appropriate for the, the show notes. Uh, actually, it's a, a 311.com. Two clips about this, John. Uh, one is from an expert, an expert, uh, a doctor expert, and he actually uh, comes out pretty much and uh, says it's, uh, well, he doesn't say it's a bioweapon, but have a, have a gander. And it's very, you know, I'm myself, I'm puzzled by this whole uh, thing. Number one, this is the perfect bug. Uh, we have never seen this bug before. Perfect. This bug has two DNA sequences, which are very unique. Uh, you find these isolated. Wow, these experts sound great, don't they? Doesn't he sound like an expert with that accent? Like yeah, perfect. you have to have an accent. Yeah, you got to have an accent for nowadays. this, yeah. The sequences and other E. coli, but to have them two at the same time makes the bug high, high, highly toxic, resistant to antibiotic, and these things are transmitted to other E. coli. Mm -hmm. Second, the, the spread. I mean, we, we have over six nations now in Europe with E. coli, and, and this type of E. coli is not only killing people, you mentioned 22, but it has rendered over 600 people with kidney failure. And once you have <laughs> kidney failure from E. coli, if you survive it, that's great. But you're going to have, uh, you know, this is a, a, a problem that you're going to have for the rest of your life. If, if you so survive it, that's great. Do you tell them don't eat vegetables? Do you tell them wash them? I mean, what, do you, what, do you, what advice do you give? Well, listen, right now, uh, th there's no source. Multiple vegetables have been identified. But I question the whole thing. I, I know I am wary about other motives here uh -huh. be be behind this E. coli outbreak. And that, this is something that puzzles me. And I have asked many scientists, do you think that this is nature acting in a, in a bioterroristic way? Ah. Or are there, any, are there something? Since when does nature act in a bioterroristic way? Unless you're talking about human nature. Yeah. Seems to me like the guy hits on it. Now, uh, Russia Today, who I'm liking more and more, I have to say. God, could they, could they please get some hot blondes in there? My goodness. They have an open, uh, they have uh, spots available in their D.C. office. But Yeah, uh, I read the, uh, we, we both saw the... Uh the, request the job for opening, yeah. The job opening, yeah. man. It's, 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 they do it wrong. It's completely wrong. Yeah, it should it's like be female. <laughs> yeah, blonde, big hooch. Yeah, they should, you could be specific. Yeah. This is show business. It's show business is not a problem. It's, you know, it should be, they should be, by the way, you posting a job, really? How about calling some agents? You need to do a casting call, Russia Today, and no one, no one is better in the business than getting you the right female host than Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. We are your guys. We, will we can look at all the up. tapes. Yeah, we can look at all the tapes. We have, you know, we can watch C-SPAN for days on end. We can and watch the that's the, the way it's done in most, most of the media. You For the broadcast media, you put out a call. You don't post something. No, not like a job, a monster board. You call board. all the agents and they send yeah. you all the tapes of yeah. all the people that they have, what they're doing. You know what we should you do? You know, we're, we're crazy. We should do our own casting call, and then we should write the the CV and everything. Yeah, we'll we'll really. We should like, be we should be agents. Yeah, well, we can do that. We can we or can middlemen or our consultants. Yeah, but instead, of, here's what I'm saying. Instead of trying to uh, trying to convince them to hire us to do this, so we could eat. Mm. Uh, why don't we just find the right person, and not only will because you'll get hired immediately because you know the guys will go like. 
wow, she's beautiful and oh, smart. Yeah, we'd it. Right? And then we'd have our own shill on Russia Today. I think you've got it. We need, all we need is the website. <laughs> that's right, and a domain name for it. Yeah, well, we'll, that, yeah, well not, I think that I think that could work. We could we, we could, could do they that. Send, they send those reels. They call reels. Reels, yeah. Out on everybody. Although my experience is that no one ever watches the reels really. I know that's why I noticed this too. And I was actually at CNET. They we had a guy and they were looking at reels, and I was watching him. I was fascinated because I saw one or two people I saw I've seen since get jobs, and the and the guys who do the hiring are so blasé about it. They don't pay any attention. They're douchebags. They're totally. They're just watching. Oh, I don't know, whatever. And then they just let the thing run. They don't pay any attention. There's a lot of talent out there, I believe. Real talent. Yeah, that is, raw, that raw is languishing. Talent. No agenda casting couch dot com. Has anyone uh, registered that yet? Because uh, <laughs> the shill is suggesting this. No agenda casting couch dot com. Perfect. We need to put All together right, a nice yeah, little we'll website. Do that on the side. We'll yeah, side gig. Maybe looking for some extra money. Yeah, after today's show, I guess. Be selling bricks. <laughs> no bricks. Boring. Hot blondes. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So anyway, back to Russia today. Uh, So they bring this expert on from Buenos Aires. He's a consultant. Uh, This is this guy's listening to the show. I'm convinced of it. And and this is I'm really liking Russia today. No doubt about it. However, you know, one of the points it also uh, alludes to is uh, growing weaknesses in the very structure of the European Union, because with all that legislation, with all these controls that Europe is having and actually has on its food supplies, it all of a sudden seems to have a third world uh, uh, contamination crisis, which one would not expect to find of all places in Germany and Hamburg and in Lübeck. So in a way, I insist, I think that we are seeing probably different forces within the European Union, maybe some that don't like the way the European Union is working. There are a lot of people uh, around that who want to, in a way, see that the European Union should change some of its ways. And in, in specific cases such as this one, could help to drive the point. At the same time, it can help to drive Spain towards a growing financial and economic crisis, which is already looming very close to it on its horizon. But are you saying also that the media is quick to respond to this and also push that agenda that you're talking about uh, behind the scenes, as you say, in the European Union? Or do you think it's just another story that the media really would want to hype up? It's just another uh, story for for scaremongering and that uh, the media is mainly to, to be responsible for this? Well, no, no, I think it would be unfair to say the media are directly only responsible for this. However, the media do respond to specific powers, whether it be their shareholders, advertisers, or the people who actually control the media. Uh-huh. There is a tendency to push specific stories. Uh, only one month ago, the entire planet was just watching a royal wedding. Then two days later, the alleged killing of Osama bin Laden. And now everybody seems to be going uh, hysterical or very concerned about the E. coli outbreak. I think that what we are seeing is, in a way, the engineer of social control so that public opinion can be drawn one way, the other way, and back and forwards all the time, even even observing what the results are, because what we are seeing, that's my own personal opinion, I must say, is psychological warfare ah. developing in front of our eyes on a daily basis. And very often, we saw this with the uh, uh, avian flu scare of 2005, 
the swine flu scare of 2009, where all these things were on the verge of creating a, general, a terrible problem, and then they just completely disappeared from the media. So I often scratch my head when I see stories fully blown in the media, and then they just completely disappeared. Is somebody making some sort of a survey, so to speak, taking the <laughs> conclusions, taking the data, and then just leaving that story at that and going to the next quote-unquote crisis, whether it be of a terrorist or a pandemic or any other type of uh, or political or economic even. So uh, we don't have to show up anymore, John. We just play this clip every Thursday and Sunday, and we're all done. He <laughs> Basically, he explained theory. exactly how it works. So uh, the psychological warfare angle I like a lot. Uh, no coincidence, I'm sure, that we had... Uh, coincidence? I think not! Herr Angela Merkel show up uh, and receive the Congressional Medal of Freedom from our president. We've got it covered. We've got Germany. We've got France. Uh, we've got our shill who's going to win uh, the IMF seat. By the way, Christine Lagarde, do you see what happened with her Twitter? She changed it from Christine from Lagarde underscore IMF to Lagarde. I guess she got the message that it was a little uh, a little too push obvious. It, a little it, too lady. obvious, lady. <laughs> So Herr Angela Merkel was uh, was there with the president. And and what gets me, what galled me, the president's out in the Rose Garden with the uh, with the uh, Gitmo Nation Deutschland uh, peeps. And, and he has this big eagle. What's this big eagle script holder? Have you seen that? His, no, uh, I haven't. So he has his little lectern, and it's got this huge, like, tungsten eagle, because you know it's not gold. Tungsten Eagle that's holding up the script. I'm not sure. It's, it's, yeah, I haven't noticed it. It's really militaristic. It's it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's like something from the Third Reich. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It looks like a Third Reich Eagle. And I don't know if there was a... I hadn't seen this before. I don't know if it was a message or what it was. And then he says something, and then there's a, he has to wait for someone to translate it in German. Are you kidding me? I mean, this is, this is Germany. They speak English in Germany. That was really... And he starts off with... Good nabbing, everybody. <laughs> he literally did it. Good nabbing. He said good nabbing? <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I should have clipped it. I'm not knowing. Of, you want to hear it? I can probably find it from uh, whitehouse.gov. Yeah, I, I think, maybe he said uh, couldn't talk. I don't know if he said. But it was literally in the same, like, hello, everybody. He said, couldn't talk, everybody. And it was just like, wow, really? But then they had to wait for this for the German guy to, oh, I got to stay informed, sign sign up to get periodic updates from President Obama. No thanks, go to website. Jeez, this is whitehouse.gov, the people's website. You kidding so me? So here, an eagle lectern is a lectern in the shape of an eagle. They are very common in Christian churches and cathedrals. The eagle is a symbol used to depict John the Apostle, whose writing most clearly witnesses the light and divinity of Christ. In art, John is the presumed author of the gospel and also depicted with an eagle, which symbolizes the Height he rose in the first chapter of his gospel. The tradition of using eagle-shaped lecterns predates the Reformation. Blah blah blah. Huh. Here, here I we think go. Here we go. Get some good Nabin. Yeah, he did say good Nabin. <laughs> good Nabin. Uh, Michelle and I. Hold on. Start on. over again. Stupid video. These guys are the worst video players at the White Who? House. The White House. Oh yeah, it's like that's because you got you know your your yeah. experts, no, techno experts, eight million dollar video player. Here we go, Guten Abend, everybody. Yeah, play. Good evening, Guten Abend. Guten Abend. Das ist all the Deutsch I sprech. How you doing, everybody? Angela. Uh, 
Hair, hair Merkel. Anyway, so uh, th- th- this, there's definitely something going on that's not good. Psychological warfare, I, I think I have to concur. Where are all the interviews, by the way, with the family members? Where are the, the hospital shots of uh, people in intensive care and hooked up to dialysis machines? Have you seen any of that? That, that, that well, disturbs that me. Be, I don't know. I've been watching European TV. They're not going to play that over here anyway. Well, I watch European TV, and I haven't seen it there either. Now, I do want to, there's one little throwback to the um, Anthony Weiner thing that could possibly be in the mix disturbing the waters. Um, A new book is out, No Agenda Book Club people, uh, pay attention. Uh, I have not ordered a copy yet. Uh, This woman, uh, she's a former Republican aide, Uh, what's her name, Lisa Barron? Lysol believes no toilet what? is complete until... <sighs> really? Nice. The audio. What are you doing? I got an audio ad on this webpage. Really? Yeah. Yeah, listen They're to doing it. They're doing pre-roll audios? Yeah, listen. Lysol's got you covered. Lysol's got you covered. That's a, that's, they're one of the big uh, advertisers. It must yeah. be pre-roll. That's interesting. Yeah, that's uh, Ricketts is, uh, who does that, I think. Anyway, um, so Lisa Barron uh, released a book, coincidentally... About uh, headline here, sex and drugs rocks the Republican Party as political press tart bears all in sexpose book. And she talks about uh, her sex with Ari Fleischer. So, you know, this may have really looked bad for the um, Republican Party. Who is this woman? She was an aide to, she was an aide to Ari Fleischer. She's kind of hot. Lisa Barron. You know, these women either work for some aid, intelligence agency or not. Because, typically, typically. So, they're, they're, yeah, typically, because otherwise, if they didn't, they would be shot. <laughs> hey, baby, come on over to my condo. I'll put two in your head. Uh, according to Miss Barron, uh, she and Ari Fleischer shared a sexual experience in a hotel room during the 2000 South Carolina presidential primary. Uh... She uh, would, uh, and this is the the politics is show business for ugly people. Writing about what motivated her to go to Mr. Fleischer's hotel room, she says, "To be able to say I'm with the such and such campaign or I work for Senator so and so is to us political junkies what I'm with the band is to Pamela DeBar, which of course is totally true. And Ari Fleischer, no looker, not like he's the hottest guy in the world. If you can, if you know Actually, what I'm even saying, visualizing the situation is <laughs> yeah, <gross>. bad. <laughs> it's and there, bad. apparently, the sex she had with him, there was a porno involved. Is even worse, kind of visual. So, what's the name of this book again? Oh crap! I just closed it. Oh, uh, the life of the party. The, the life, life of the party. Life of the party. Uh, so that book just came out. So maybe and it's targeting who's the public? What do you think tar- the target is? Targeting Republicans in oh, general. It's targeting Republicans, Republican okay. Party. So. To have I'm this. telling you, there's something going on. There's a, I have a, uh, we'll get to maybe later, I don't want to do it now, but I have two competing Entertainment Tonight type clips. <laughs> I've come to the conclusion that there are actually two schools out there really? going after each other, both intelligence agency based. And there, Should we do it now? I mean, well, you've said this before. Hold on a second. Let's just do the... Uh... And now, back to real news. All right. You've said this before when you believe there's a, a battle between the CIA and Obama administration. Yes. But I think it's it's, it's actually there, there is a number of these wars going on and they're just these guys going after each other. And it's interesting to compare, for example, the way Extra, which uh-huh. I have a clip of, uh-huh. on the same day, 
if you look at the stories that were chosen for extra, it's uh, it's almost like they st- decided they have a completely different audience than Entertainment Tonight, which has a which rolls out a, almost except for one a story about a movie, which is obviously bought and paid for. Mm. Uh, all the other entertainment gossip stories are all different. They're, yeah. they're they're off on a different on a different. They're attacking somebody else, or they're bringing people to a different fold. And the, what's kind of disgusting is the Entertainment Tonight fold tends to be uh, oriented toward the British monarchy. Oh, so so shall we do extra first and then Entertainment Tonight back to back? Yeah, I want people to listen to the, the stories that are in with that. This is the same day. Listen to the stories that are being promoted. And it's the same, you know, these are just teasers, and, and, which is basically what all of the show is. If, if you're and not, then, if, I was going to say, if you're not sitting down, you may want to, because listening to this crap may make you dizzy and nauseous. Hit it. Congressman Weiner falls on the sword. I said I'd like to make it clear that I have made terrible mistakes. The new shirtless shot that forced his tearful confession about sexting six women. I'm deeply sorry for the pain this has caused my wife, Huma. Should his wife stay? Jen Aniston goes public with her new man, Jessica Beale, dating bad boy Gerard Butler. Scarlett and Sean still together? Hollywood's Couples Mania this weekend. Justin and Mila stirring things up at the X-rated MTV Movie Awards. Totally platonic. The groping, the cursing, the kissing. Plus, Ryan Reynolds and McDreamy on Extra Rumor Control. Is Patrick quitting Grey's Anatomy? Then Maria Shriver this weekend hinting at a ceasefire with Arnold. And why he was out all weekend wearing his wedding ring. Cameron Diaz and Justin on shooting their bad teacher sex scene after their split. Was that not awkward? And Cameron on the A-Rod rumors. If I want to read gossip, I read about somebody else's life. <laughs> Plus, Kirsty down 70 pounds on the Cougar sex diet. I've been, like, <laughs> with only 20-year-olds. Extra, extra. <laughs> hey, welcome to Extra Mario Entertainment tonight. The most No, wait, hey, stop, stop. I want to do a little in-between here. Wow, I asked you specifically if I should play him back-to-back. And I didn't say no. <sighs> Okay. I, I just want to mention something there. For one thing, I, I, I didn't mean back to back. I meant by the, by the way, the other, but not. shirtless sexting with six women. That's pretty yeah. cool. That's some. That's some good. Someone wrote some good copy there. Well, there's one thing I also. You notice that he says "falls on the sword." You know what that means? Uh, yes. <laughs> that yeah. That means falls that, on the sword means that you're cutting guilt. Well, you're doing that to save someone. Yeah, you're doing it to save someone. Yeah. To save Hillary, so you think? <laughs> yeah. So why? So when he said that, I'm I'm assuming one of two things. One, there was some piece of information that of Mario Lopez would know. <laughs> Mario, Mario's my seems expert. Unlikely. <laughs> extra, extra. Hey everybody, I it's Mario. It's just, I think he just misused it. <sighs> That's possible. I mean, really. I mean, I, I you know I don't mind listening to your entertainment clips, but I don't. I can't really take it seriously in a conversation. So do you okay. want to set up but, entertainment? But now, no, anyway, you heard all those. It's mostly celebrity gossip. And yeah, some other yeah, book, yeah. a movie, and Arnold yeah, promoting now, MTV movie awards. One. This is the same day. Now, Entertainment Tonight, the most watched entertainment news magazine Woo! in the world. Baby! 
Maria in Malibu. Her uh, new interview. Maria in Anything Malibu. that promotes peace is terrific. And all new Arnold out and about. With his wedding life, Arnold. As Hollywood takes aim at the ex-governor. For the first time in the history of the MTV Movie Awards, the entire balcony has been fathered by Arnold Schwarzenegger. All the highlights from the awards show weekend. Cameron and A-Rod, Sean Penn with Scarlett, Aniston's award. And this kiss between Pattinson and Lautner. Plus the best and worst dress. Prince William in a top hat. A decked out cage. Their big date. Plus Pippa pounding the pavement in running shorts and Harry horsing around. It's all the royal news in tonight's Celebrity GPS. Cameron, Justin, spilling sexy scene secrets from Bad Teacher. We couldn't have done that if we were still wanting what everybody wanted for us. A sexy Transformers star stripped down while she is number one on Maxim's Hot 100 list. Everybody dance, dance, dance. Kirstie Alley still losing weight and her dancing reunion with Max. Amy Fisher freaking out. A Hollywood actress's public implosion. I was dead already. I was dead already. Drama and meltdowns from the all-new Celebrity Rehab. I'm just exhausted. I'm going to die. Now, in-depth on the biggest entertainment stories from around the world. Hello and welcome to Entertainment Tonight. I'm Mark Steinis. Hi, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. All right, so no wiener in there. Was this, no on, the, was this on the day that he uh, did the, the conference? It was the day. It was the day. It was after he did the conference. Oh, the day after. Basically, this should be produced as about the same time as X. Huh. By so the way, by the way, out. by the way, spilling the sexy scene secrets, Pippa pounding the pavement. Oh, <laughs> God. I'd like to see Pippa pound my pavement. So they have a there was a this is oriented toward the British. This is a, a, yeah. a, a targeting the Republicans and avoiding targeting any Democrats is a little more more uh, obvious on this show. It's also got less energy. I mean, it doesn't have the you know, Mario Lopez, is the guy who wants some, you know, kind of a uh, an Eddie like guy who's just up tempo. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie's from the Mevio office. Eddie would be great. So anyway, so here's the deal. Here's another observation is you notice that they're using 360 and now they have this one celebrity GPS. GPS, yeah, yeah. There's these kind of using tech terms, bringing tech ideas into the uh, fold as as monikers for you know logos. Yeah, and but GPS, I mean, come on, three. I mean, I don't know. It's for the stupid. I, I find this an John, interesting study. John, it's for the stupid. Okay, it's for the stupid. Yes, well, the stupid are the majority of the folks, and this so is you true. would you manipulate the true. stupid you got you got problems on your hands so there's two things that have really been bothering me this week watching uh, the entire scala and spectrum of uh, media and you're right the c-span was totally worthless to apps i mean they had and i guess dennis kucinich's bill uh for the uh, the libyan war resolution got voted out yay there's there's your representatives no mention of that by the way i no. watched the uh, Two hour, about two hours and seventeen minutes of testimony, and everyone talking, and and then they have a vote, and it's like, shut up, it's okay, the president can have all the power. But the one thing that really, really bothered me is these huge protests in Greece. Not a single, not a single story on any station, and the reason is obvious because the Bro, these are riots. Yeah, well, listen to this report. And this, by the way, is a compromised report. Thousands of Greeks rallied in central Athens on Sunday evening to denounce politicians, bankers and tax evaders as the government prepared to inflict another bout of austerity measures. 
It follows a day of protests in the main Syntagma Square outside Parliament, where 80,000 protesters gathered to vent their frustrations over rising unemployment. Protesters have gathered in the square for the last 12 days, but Sunday is believed to be the biggest rally so far in a series of demonstrations. Something has to happen so that they go. Our kids are without jobs. What will they do? We are old, but what about our children? Things are tough. They have to go so that better days can come. The Greek government will discuss an economic plan which promises several years of extra budget cuts and faster privatizations inside of a deal to get a second financial bailout in a year from the European Union and the IMF. So this, of course, is a completely compromised report, but at least it's a report. And I love it how they say, rallies, it's rallies. It's not a riot, it's rallies. It's not a rally? Or are they kidding? And then you hear people blowing on a whistle. I'm rallying. No, what's happening is it's not 80,000. Yes. By the way, uh, so I'm in, when I was in Madrid, I just want to, this is part of what you're saying. When I was in Madrid, I'm roaming around with this crew, we're shooting some stuff, and I'm, <laughs> what are you I, shooting having, cans? They were already having, sorry? <laughs> you're shooting stuff like cans? Yeah, we, no, we're shooting the video. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, I'm, tur- I'm turning around the corner, and then you, you it was a mo- there used to be a movie, the, uh, where just, the night of the, uh, the Trif- Trif- Living Trif- Dead? Triffids, Triffids. Oh. You ever, there's this crazy sound they made. So I'm hearing this very weird sound. And this was one of the pre-riots in Madrid that they're, they're having bigger ones now. And we turn the corner and there's this huge crowd of people. They all have whistles, yeah. you know, police whistles. Uh-huh. And they're all blowing them mm-hmm. at the same time. And it creates an unbelievable noisy racket that is you can't even get close to it because it's extremely irritating. So it is uh, so it is an effective way. It's a sound weapon is what you're saying. It's a very good one. I've never oh. seen it in this country. Huh. Uh, and it's uh, believe me it's very effective and that's what you were hearing in that Greek thing. This is a European thing. It's a Mickey, great great Mickey, idea. Mickey get the whistle from the emergency kit. We have a whistle. <laughs> we have, should we, have a couple. We have a whistle in the emergency uh, kit. Yeah, one of those uh, one of those red whistles from the Red Cross. The Red Cross th- emergency kit is intended to kill me by the way. Oh. Mickey bought one of these. It's got like an AM radio with <laughs> with some batteries. It's got like a couple of food packs. Look, it looks like a brick of hash, and it's got like some gauze you know, and a juice pack and one mask and one like surgical mask and a whistle and a flashlight that works on kinetic energy. And that's it. What the hell's the whistle for? To, uh, to alert people. Hello, I'm here. <laughs> if only I could reach my whistle, I would be saved. <laughs> Uh, so, of course, they're rioting. They are surrounding the Ministry of Finance. I don't think 80,000 is the right number. It looked more like 800,000 to me in the pictures. It's huge. And what's happening is, for those of you who are not keeping up with it, the Greek uh, government can't pay off their loan, so they need more money. The IMF, the International Monetary Fund, i.e. the banks, are saying, well, this is not a good investment. Um, you know what? We want those beaches now, faster, quicker. And slaves, work. Work uh, austerity. <laughs> Here she comes. <laughs> well, imagine like a thousand of those things going on. That's good. Once. That's good. Here, I'll, I'll trade you. Whistle for the coffee. Can I have it? I want to annoy John. This is a shitty whistle, by the way. It's a piece of crappy. Yeah, you need one of the metal ones. Yeah, the yeah this is not yet. shrill enough. Yeah, no, that's no good. You'd be thrown no. out of the riot. Yeah, it's like, hey, hey, you with that crappy plastic 
clear orange whistle. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How, the Red Cross, the, out to kill me. Anyway, um, so this is really, really, really bad. Uh, Juncker, who is the uh, president, uh, is he the, the German guy who's uh, in the European Central Bank? He's saying, like, well, you know what? Um, screw them. Screw them. We'll, they should give us all their stuff and not eat. Eat rats. Eat rats. This is Greece. This is, you know, civilization started. <laughs> this is Greece, ladies and gentlemen. Rats. Eat, you shall eat rat. Let them eat rats. And give us your beaches and a couple yeah, of islands. The beginning of the end. It really, really is. Meanwhile, Egypt has just taken a $3 billion IMF loan. Hello. Let me just. Here's Egypt in two months from now. They're totally screwed. And um, so the other thing that I've been... Um, we need wa- to invest in a whistle company. I'm telling you, it's going to be big. <laughs> yeah, a whistle company. It's a good idea. Noagendawhistles.com. All right. So there, now, there's a great premium for somebody to... Uh, like, we had the coins. We should have whistles, and uh, someone should have do Have Eric that. DeShill do them. All right, Shill. Yeah, he was like, we need to do bricks. No, we're not going to do bricks. We're going to do whistles. Okay? Um, so I was getting really worried. Because as you know, uh, I have my prediction down for Syria being the next uh, uh, the next country that we take over with the United Nations and we uh, commit a no-fly zone. So you mean the Wesley Clark theory that you've absconded? Whoa. Yes. Uh, well, no, because it was between Syria or Yemen, and we weren't quite sure whether well, Yemen... Well, damn near killed the Yemen guy. I mean, they, somebody went off script. <laughs> Totally. And so whenever I'm watching the news and Syria and Yemen, because, of course, this is brown people in deserts. You know, that doesn't give you any ideas about going out there and riding at the Federal Reserve like the pictures of Greece would do. No, 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 no good. If we just you're right. That's a very good point. The imagery you don't want to give the American public the Greek imagery because you can see yourself in that situation. But you can't see yourself standing out in the middle of the desert holding an AK forty-seven with a a white thing on, going. You can't see it. No, you can see yourself with a whistle in front of the Federal Reserve. That's a good image. So we're not going to show that. That's why they're not doing it. It is totally controlled. Um, and that, so I'm getting worried. I'm like, oh, no, please let it be Syria first, because I predicted Syria, and we know they're both going to go, so it doesn't matter. And then, luckily, here comes our other douchebaguette, Susan Rice, who was our ambassador to the United Noggins, and uh, she comes out, and the script is in play. I'm most concerned that the United States of America express itself clearly and plainly. Uh, we will be on the right side of history uh, as and when uh, this comes to a vote. If others uh, are unable to or unwilling to, then uh, that will be their uh, responsibility to bear. I haven't seen much in the way of change. Uh, I think that uh, we heard uh, several council members, uh, in, in some instances I would argue disingenuously, uh, use Libya as an excuse uh, and a, as a, a ploy uh, to avoid the real issues that we are uh, facing in, in Syria and in some instances elsewhere. Uh, I, we, had, we heard some things in this discussion that I thought uh, to be polite, strained credulity, uh, not to mention morality. And uh, we, will, uh, we will see where a number of council members come out. So, uh, script in play, and uh, she has the same uh, t- uh, same stylist as uh, Lucifer Clinton, by the way. You know those pants that like the that look like you know the 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 way too wide. The pants are like just nasty. 
Yeah, yeah. And she wears it with like the kind of the woolen jackets on top of all the jewelry that rattles around when she moves. Right. She she really makes my blood boil. This woman. So She's uh, pretty bad. Yeah. So they're they're gonna it, they're, it's gonna come to a vote, and the United States will be on the right side of history here, ladies and gentlemen, the right side. Now that's your representative representing you, American people. And your representatives are also there, other members of Gitmo Nation. They're all out there in the United Nations uh, telling us what to do. What I received a lot of, John, just a little break. Uh, since, And by the way, kudos to you, Mon Amigo, with you picking up on Jill Abramson with her uh, her humming. And I spoke to someone who was actually... Yes. I spoke to someone who was actually being in a meeting with her. And it took her half an hour to get to a certain point. And this uh, person, she'll go unnamed, says she is the absolute worst, horrible, wicked witch of the West, total C-word you can imagine. She's a horrible human being from someone I tr- trust as a reliable source. And so, who's been in a meeting with her. Yeah, it was been in a meeting and it apparently was excruciating for her to get to one point. And it was like something that didn't even matter. So uh, people are sending us uh, humming clips of her. I'm extremely <laughs> conscious. What about the girl thing? You feel any pressure there? No, I feel pride in the girl thing. Laugh at yours. out of control when you I've, listen to this one. I feel pride of the girl thing. You know, I'm proud to be the first woman executive editor. Uh, <laughs> I'm Proud to be the first woman executive editor. As I was happy to be the first woman Washington bureau chief. And, you know, I, in fact, wrote a week in review piece when Katie Corrin was named anchor. And the point of my piece is, like, when will we get to the point when (laughs) people aren't fixating on the first woman this or that? You know, in some way. God. She's she's unbearable. She really is. She's not. If we were looking at uh, audition tapes, she would not make the cut. By the way, we're so stupid. It's a reality show. America's next news shill. (laughs) It's a reality show. That's what it is. Thank you, chat room. She's going to embarrass the operation. She they, they, she won't last. I mean, Katie Couric didn't last. I mean, she was a big supporter of Katie Couric, who I knew immediately wasn't going to make. I mean, she lasted five years, but she just drubbed the rating. She was always the third place. See, you, you know, know why? They, because she's not sexy. Katie Couric has I something. I don't think you have to even be sexy. You yeah, have you to have to have personable, something. Personable women who aren't sexy also work. Pretty girl who's, who's just personable as hell works very well, as, especially if she's sharp. Yeah, but thank you, darling. Thank yeah, you. sexy's thank better. You. Yeah, sexy is much better. And, she, and, and it's she better hi- with the guys, too. She hides the hoots. You know, mm-hmm. the guys should be sexy. They shouldn't be yeah, Absolutely, like Stone Phillips. You got to have a name like that. Stone, yeah, but Stone, yes, yeah, Stone Phillips hasn't got the... The chops. Stone, I mean, he's, he's stone, okay. I'm Stone Phillips. And you don't want a crazy name like Stone. <laughs> what kind of a name is Stone? I, it's like I, this guy Rance Priebus or whatever the hell. His, his first and last name is crazy. Hey, at least it's not Henri. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bad joke. Uh, so one other thing that was not covered on the news, although I will give a minor prop to our national treasure, uh, PBS, paid for broadcasting system. 
they at least covered some of it. Ooh, that's a new U.S. One. drone plane. Uh, oops. What did I do there? I'm sorry. I missed that. Messed that one up. What, the paid-for broadcasting? Yeah, you I like, like that? it. I'm using yeah. it. Okay. Here we go. U.S. drone planes have struck again in northwest Pakistan the fifth time this week. Pakistani officials reported a pair of missile strikes launched from drones. They killed 23 people said to be suspected militants. The strikes have escalated since the killing of Osama bin Laden. Pakistan's government routinely protests the attack and denies that it secretly provides intelligence on the targets. Yay! Five drone attacks in Pakistan. You know, I think there's a war going on over there. How, how could this be allowed... It and goes the, on constantly, it's like blowing people up left and right. And the drones. Pakistanis, uh, they object. Yeah, because you're killing people. Yeah, well, it's like having. <laughs> what if they had Pakistani drones flying around, around Washington D.C.? Really, or even in like in the north? You know, it's like even that would not be okay. Yeah, in the Maine. <laughs> like, uh, hey, uh, mm, Peshtwar dude, like that's not okay. It's not okay to be flying drones, and you don't hear these suckers either. All of a sudden, you got like a. No, I've, I've seen a number of reports, and I've actually seen these drones. I was at Nellis and visiting, and they had a bunch of them there. And because uh, I think that is around somewhere around Vegas is where they were flying them originally. I think they've moved their location. But these things are they're they're not that big, but they're they're big. They're the size of a car. Yeah, but they no, they're 20, bigger. They're a little bigger than a car. Little, yeah, they're, little, but little they're because they, they have to hold a lot of weaponry. Yeah, but they when they're up at twenty thousand feet, you can't see them at all. They, they don't have any reflection. I think they're painted a certain way. Yeah, and you can't see them at all. No, and, and then all of a sudden you got this them. hellfire in your butt. Yeah, yeah, and the next thing you know, the missiles down on you. You can't do anything. And we're doing the same thing in Yemen. I mean, there's there's reports uh, that that, oh, yeah. that we're doing drones in these, Yemen. These things are a plague. This these is making me angry. Gonna be, these <laughs> are going to be used as a plague. It's a pesky plague. Let's it's get a some. plague. They're going to be used in, a, in American law enforcement. That's right. I mean, we just had the situation, which was big news, at least on some of the radio talk show guys. Mm-hmm. The, this poor guy in Stockton. He's sitting oh, there. Oh, I, ha- with- I have the clip. I have the clip of him. Oh, I want to play that clip as soon as you get to it because th- this to me is the most abhorrent story of the day. Okay, should we? Should I have the setup clip and then I have the clip of the guy. Play the setup. Christina, and- the Stockton man, says he was home early morning hours with his three children sleeping when at least a dozen federal agents came crashing through his front door. Kenneth Wright says they dragged him out of his house wearing nothing but boxer shorts and handcuffs and ground him into his front lawn before putting him in the back of a police car for six hours. Were they looking for a drug lab or an arms cache? Well, no. These were agents from the U.S. Department of Education searching for evidence of student loan fraud. (laughs) Get out while you can. This is crazy. Department of Education. Hey, slave, have you paid your loan off? Come here, I'm going to take you out, drag you out in front of your... In fact, they, they threw the kids in the cop car as well. Yeah, and it wasn't even about this guy or the kids. It was about his wife who he hasn't been with for something like a year or so. So the guy is priceless. And the guy should get his own show. I love the guy. Did you see the guy? Did you see him? No, I missed the guy. (laughs) The guy is awesome. Here we go. The guy. It's like this in my underwear. In my underwear. And he said, put your hands where I can see them. And I said, my hands is right here. And he said, oh, you're a wise guy. And he grabs me by my neck, slams me to the ground. And they drag me out the house. He puts his hand in. He said, so you, you ain't scared of uh, guns? You ain't scared of guns? I'm, like, I'm just laying there like, I don't even know what's going on. He was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And he hand, they handcuffed me. 
and they ripped my underwear in the process. My under, my boxers is ripped. That's all I got on is my boxers. They put me in the back of a police car with my three kids. They put us all in the back of the police car. They made the kids stay for two hours, and they kept me for six hours, all the way to 12 o'clock. From 6 in the morning to 12.15 is when I got handcuffed. I got scars, handcuff scars. They, they had to loosen the handcuffs twice. Then they eventually let me take them out and, and, and put it around on this side, and I was talking to the police officer. But six hours. They gave me a piece of paper with my rights on it, and they said, these is your rights. Am I under arrest? No. <laughs> so what, what? So all that, and I never get arrested, I'm not even the person you're looking for. I'm not even a person of interest. But look at my door. Look at my door. And now you say you're going to call my landlord. You say, right, we're going to call your landlord and let him know so he can get the door fixed. Why? So you're going to get me kicked out, too? What's that? Man, man. They say this is because of student loans <laughs> this is this is so this is what 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 uh we ain't got hardly no officers but this is what we got officers for to come tear up people houses and traumatize their kids and drag them out in the house at six o'clock in the morning hell yeah, yeah. my brother okay okay, okay. Guy's so great. this guy says he wants an apology blah blah, blah. why doesn't this guy go to a lawyer and sue the crap out of these idiots and what is the Department of Education? T- Why don't they just subpoena the person? What, they, what is the point of busting up the place? What were they going to do if they found the woman? Because, well, because it's your government at work, and you need to pay off your loan, slave. It's the Department of Education, and apparently somebody signed off on some judge. Or I guess, no, they have their. They don't even have a. They use a, uh, one of those administrative systems where they can create their own search warrants without going through the normal court system. This is typical mm-hmm. of these administrative civil kind of action operations. I worked for one. And uh, did you go bust down do people's doors? No, we didn't. We didn't have that. But it <laughs> seems to me that just one minute away. I mean, if all these agencies can do that, they they could. They, it was like the Department of Education. They called the Stockton Police Department. Said we need your SWAT team <laughs> to go get somebody because they didn't pay their student loan. That's right. And they guess and the idiots at the Stockton Police Department, which are, should be liable for this, by the way. Like, okay. Oh, okay. Whatever okay. you say. We don't get a lot of work to do. We can call up our SWAT team. We shouldn't even have one in Stockton. And uh, go and bust up the place and then and mistreat an American citizen. This is pathetic. Now, I'll tell you why this man has not uh, gotten a lawyer. Because the black man in the United States of Gitmo Nation is smart. He knows that if he does that, his life is effectively over. He knows. The man knows. And this is it's a horrible thing to say. But particularly because he's black, he has no chance. Because the police will come and... Ruin his life if he does that. Ruin his life. Because it's much worse than it appears. That's why he's not doing that. All he can do is complain on the in the media and it'll be over. And it kind of goes away. But he has I no, have to unfortunately agree you to with agree. you as you sick as that analysis is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. I, I feel like driving the stock and buying the guy beer. Well, I'll tell you, this guy... And this whole incident and the Department of Education, that idiot that runs it. Yeah. Who they is should that? all be, you know, this should be, this should be stay at the top of the news. Uh, but no, it's just no. kind of a no, joke no. of a story. Ho, 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 look what happened. Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. D.E., Department of Education with guns. What is, why isn't this on the front page of the New York Times? Because uh, Huma might be pregnant. Much more important. Because this is why we do this show, John, because... 
the media is compromised from beginning to end, from front to back. Compromised. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. Now, John, before we start with uh, thanking uh, a couple of people who helped us out this week on the show, uh, there are two quick mentions I need to make. One is from John Little. Now, if you'll recall, on the previous program, uh, John Little, who was halfway on the way to uh, knighthood, and he said, dude, I can't donate. I need some karma. Um, uh, Things are really, really bad. We gave him a karma shout, and here he replies to me, dude. I just got a job offer from a place I'd applied to over a month ago. No agenda karma works. Please use this to spread the word. I just asked you for karma this past weekend. You gave it to me, and two days later, I have a job. Holy effing S, John Little. So now, I'm just I'm just passing on the, the message. I don't I don't claim that we have any special powers, but somehow with a no agenda audience, somehow this karma thing seems to be good. Now, one more thing about a, a reason why we don't take ads. And this, I think this is kind of an interesting story sent to me by an anonymous uh, producer. Um, John, did you know about uh, Carbonite's recent acquisition? Uh, no. Who? Okay. So Carbonite is this backup service that just about every single uh, tech podcast or show and even, you know, not like CNET as well. You know, you'd expect this to be a CNET story. Hey, I've heard Carbonite ads on NPR. So uh, they bought Fanfare. Now, Fanfare is another uh, backup system. However, Fanfare had given all of its customers a lifetime deal. Lifetime deal. I think they paid $299. Lifetime backup of your stuff. So Carbonite bought this company. And they reversed that, and they sent a note to all the Fanfare customers and said, uh, sorry, but uh, this is just going to end. Now, we'll give you your money back, but not really in money. It'll be credit. Uh, but we're ending this deal now that we own the company. Now, please go and find for me this story, because you will not. You will not find it because this is exactly how media works. Carbonite is a huge advertiser. Huge. No one will touch this story because they know if they do it, if they make Carbonite look bad, they'll lose their money. So this is, I think, for people who... Classic example. Classic. I think for people who listen to this program and, and, and want to understand why we don't have ads, this is... This is this is something you can understand because I know you you listen to technology podcasts and you probably watch C-SPAN and maybe you read David Pogue. I don't care. Whatever it is. Classic example. Carbonite buys a company. The company they bought. They start screwing those customers. Nobody reports on it. And that's just another reason why the advertising model does not work. All of media is compromised. Yep. Now, of course, our model ain't working too great either. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Sometimes. a different story. Sometimes it doesn't work as well as others. But that's because, you know, our product probably wasn't good. So we have to make the product better, and we do our best, obviously. And uh, hopefully today's uh, today's program will be better. Hopefully you're still here. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I am. Yeah, no, I, I know you oh, are. You mean, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, I mean a listener. So uh, we can thank some people, though, can we not? Yeah, we can. I was just trying to get Frazier's... Uh I made a. I kind of screwed up my. Uh, Your spreadsheet. My, uh, 
No, I got the spreadsheet, but we got one of our guys who's got a thing for his wife, and it's got to be mentioned. And I and I had it. I was uh, look, searching it when you, while you were chatting there, and then I clicked something and erased the whole no thing. No wonder was, you didn't interrupt me. Uh-huh. Like, I'm like an idiot. <laughs> so do you have Joshua Fraser's note? Special That's note in the email? That's what I was looking for, and I had it. I had it. And then you deleted it? Well, no, I didn't delete it, uh, but I'm going to, I can, if you give me one second, do you yeah. have anything else to yak about? Yes. Um, I can tell you that after the uh, donation segment, I'm going to play you uh, two short clips from uh, presidential candidate uh, Gary Johnson, who I interviewed on the No Agenda screen. Oh, right, 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 right. Right, it's a good thing. Okay, I got his note back. <laughs> right, 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 whatever you say. Shut up, Curry. I got the note. All right. <laughs> who gives a crap? Yeah, get move on. So I wanted to make sure that here's yeah. that Amanda, uh, his wife, is mentioned for a birthday shout-out. Is that on the list? Uh, nope. Yeah, well, he he wants that. So they get put that on the birthday shout-out. Amanda, Amanda Frazier? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, I have another birthday thing we want to put in there for another guy whose birthday's like today. Hey, we're doing great, aren't we? No. You know, I, the problem is I, I actually got organized, but unfortunately, I have when I do that, I get so much paperwork that I have to like thump <laughs> through all this crap. You need Miss Mickey. You, you, I got I got it down, baby. Like I don't have to worry about this hot pockets two thousand eight tour. <laughs> put down Jake Jake Hampton from Memphis. He wanted a birthday shout out. He's okay. one of our listeners. Okay. So okay, so we have a number of people here. Uh, Joshua Fraser again uh, from Salina, Kansas, one hundred eleven dollars eleven cents. He's the one with the wife who needs a birthday shout out. Yep, and this is toward his wife's damehood. Oh, nice. Chris Osborne, Sandy, Utah, hundred dollars. Hi, John and Am. My wife Sherry Osborne wants for her birthday to be mentioned on the show. Yep, she's on the list. If you could give her a birthday mention on the ninth as well as a milf shout, or no, as well, <laughs> give her a milf shout out, which I, I think is questionable. <laughs> It's not questionable. It's awesome. And, and karma. Okay, let's see if I can do a double shot. A MILF and a karma. This is new. MILF. That's one mother. I like it. You've got karma. Nice. Do we have a new combo? Not quite as good as the uh, one you nailed the other yeah. with the combo the earlier. Oh, well, Daniel Hutner, uh, who's uh, going to be a knight, Murphy's, California. In the morning, here's thirty three, thirty three for a podcast license. Another thirty three, thirty three for a mothership boarding pass if they're still available. Yes, I throw in a couple extra dollars to cover what I think is the difference for my knighthood, but the knighthood meter didn't show up on no agenda. <laughs> yeah, the well, I think meters. I think you missed John Smith, uh, Sir John. I think you uh, overlooked him. Oh, I'll, okay, you're right. I'm going to go back. Anyway, let's finish this. Adam, I enjoyed the interview with Gary Johnson. And not to leave uh, you out, John, your version of the Hot Pockets jingle is the best. <laughs> yeah, it, it was quite good. Ready? Yeah. Hot Pockets. Nice. Okay, John Smith, Sir John Smith in St. Petersburg, Florida. Hey, guys, sorry, even Knights hit the wall once in a while. And beknownst to me, I personally, I am apparently rich. And didn't pay enough in taxes. <laughs> yes, not rich any longer, pal. Yeah, really. At any rate, I'm back on track. We'll go back to me normal and muscle support now. And vow to be a 3333 member. Take care. Very nice. Sir John. Yes, that's right. That's what's killing us is tax season. People are finally catching up and they got the bill. So we're going to do a podcast license for uh, Daniel. And yeah, so uh, uh, these will all be up at the end of the show at podcastlicense.com. Yeah, we have to. We're going to be with people when they start combining these. I'd actually prefer they do a 3333 separately and then, you know, do another one or two rather than than do this math. 
yeah. you know, adding a bunch of stuff together because it, it will get lost in the shuffle at some point. Lai Chow, Daily City, California. Can I ask for some karma for my work? Hopefully my intern job will promote me to a full-time position soon. If so, more on the way. I can... You've got karma. And he was also requesting the No Agenda National Anthem, which we'll play at a later time. Yeah. For him, mm -hmm. Lai. Mm-hmm. Daniel Kelvin, new uh, listener, first-time donor, uh, Mackinac, Mackinac Island, Michigan, which is a really cool place, 55 double nickels on the dime. Josh Arya, Arya, Palm Coast, Florida, 5033, also Adam Reednauer, Kettering, Ohio, um, $50, and he needs some karma. Yeah, absolutely. You've got karma. Our old pal Chris Schooler, $50. John and Adam was sitting at home recording my first attempt at a show and listening to the stream. You know, don't listen to the stream while you're trying to record a podcast. It's not easy. And I could feel my douchebag growing back as I have not donated for a while. As you know, it starts as just a rash. <laughs> well, here's a little something. Sorry, it's not more, we, more but we are only on one income now. Uh, but you and this whole thing are well worth it. I'll be... Waking again at 4 a.m. to listen. So he's a, he's a Kiwi. Yeah, Kiwi Chris. He, uh, he actually Chris. He sent me the show. I have not listened to it yet because, you know, we had the whole trip and everything. But I'm going to de-douche you, Kiwi Chris. <laughs> You've been de-douched. And away oh, goes no. the rash. Uh, David Middlebrook and Ellen Aberdeenshire. Aberdeenshire. In uh, UK, $50. Chris, Sir Chris Gehlen. Gehlen. Healing, healing. Eric is doing a great job with noagendanation.com. So, John, take back your criticism. Noagendanation.com is in heel good website. I think you should do the alternative version. Hail the foot. The Dutch people love you for that. <laughs> what, hail the foot! Hail, hail the foot! Hail the foot! Hail the foot! Hail the foot! Everybody, that's I, it. I'm gonna, next time I go to Amsterdam, I'm gonna just say hail the foot, hail the foot, and see what and happens. See what they say. <laughs> <laughs> but that's unfortunately it for this week. We hope people will be uh, a little more enthusiastic with today's uh, lesbian enhanced show. Yes, we will have uh, the podcast licenses go up, uh, and they'll be up after the show uh, in the show notes. Podcastlicense.com. And, of course, we always credit everyone appropriately at uh, the nashownotes.com website. It'll be uh, episode number dot nashownotes.com. So 311.nashownotes.com. And uh, as always, uh, we appreciate your support. Uh, all you have to do is go to this website. Dvorak.org slash N-A. Uh, a multitude of options there for you to uh, select from. Of course, uh, channel Dvorak.com slash N-A and noagendanation.com are all places where you can uh, help us out. And uh, those of you who uh, design I need some CSS work for uh, episode 311. And uh, it's time now to hit the birthdays. It's your birthday, birthday. Osborne says, says, happy birthday to Sherry Osborne. Uh, her birthday is today, the 9th of June, 2011. Amanda Frazier, uh, happy birthday from Joshua. And Jack Hampton from Memphis. Not happy birthday from Memphis, but he's from Memphis. Happy birthday from uh, John Adam, all your buddies here at the No Agenda Show. Birthday, yeah. I couldn't hear a word of that. Really? Well, it's, uh, it was fine by me. Okay, well, as long as it sounds good on your end. Yeah, it sure does. Uh, we have uh, one knighthood, uh, John. Yeah, here, let me get this thing. 
Nice. Daniel Hutton. Hutner. Step forward, Daniel. Oh, man, you're going to be so happy because showing up very soon on your doorstep will be the official No Agenda Night Ring as you have supported the program in uh, an amount of a minimum $1,000. Your support is highly appreciated. And, of course, it earns you the official title of a Night of the No Agenda Roundtable. I hereby knight thee, Sir Daniel Hutner. Indeed, Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. Have a seat here. Enjoy your hookers and blows, Chardonnay, Red Boys, whatever you're into. And the ring should be going out uh, soon. That's what they say. And so uh, they did show up. So that's yeah. a, that's a plus. So it's a ring, a beautiful velour box. I, I mean, I need to get mine as soon as possible so I can start tweeting pictures of it because people really like that. It also has a stick of sealing wax in there, red wax, and a, a certificate of uh, authenticity. It's funny because um, <laughs> I was talking to Miss Mickey about that, and you know, how can you avoid talking about the Anthony Weiner thing? And, and yeah, and so he's and so we're watching this uh, this press conference together, and of course, yeah, you know, I'm walking between the the phone as you're texting me. Oh, it's a press conference, and uh, we're watching it, and uh, I'm like, so, honey, let me just uh, let's imagine we're married, and you have your uh, your beautiful uh, ring and everything, and uh, and then you know this happens, and I have to go up there and apologize. She said, you know, you would have in the morning with the reverse logo imprinted on your face forever. <laughs> Because that's what these hit him in the mouth rings are for. It's in mirror. So when you hit someone in the mouth, the imprint remains. But of course, mine would be a little bit worse because I'm worse because I'm uh, giving her a uh, a night ring when I uh, ask her to marry me, and hopefully she'll uh, accept. It's not reversed on your face. It's reversed on the it's ring. It's reversed on the ring, right? So it'll be proper on your face. Yeah. But I'm going to put a little diamondique on top of her, so uh, it would cut me. A little diamondique. Because, you know, I mean. so that was another thing they pointed out that Wiener's wife wasn't standing by her man up there on the podium. No, I guess she, she was thirsty, I have to say. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Second half of the show, everybody. Important stuff. Um, you know what have been funny? You have her up there with him <laughs> and she's she's like mugging to the camera and winking. <laughs> <laughs> Talking through her face like that. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And raising her eyebrows every once in a while. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like totally mugging for the camera. Yeah, and they you know, go, we, we like, I'm crying for myself. I ruined my political and career. And then she does the fake tears thing with her fist and, you know, turns it around. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm crying. A um, couple things. Uh, first of all, uh, now we have... Uh, Empirical proof that there is a, 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 a Mars base on the, on Mars. I'm very happy this has showed up on YouTube. Uh, everyone can see it as uh, you go to the show notes uh, uh, for the show, and you can uh, see the moon base that an amateur astronomer has uh, discovered. A uh, sorry, moon sorry, base Ma- on Mars. Wouldn't Mars, that be a Mars base? The Mars base. I'm sorry. But, but I can't hear you protesting it because you've seen the video. That was not fixed. There's an uh. actual base on Mars. No, but we've known about this for a long time. Anyway, the prediction I did make, uh, and I think this irks you, but I made a prediction about a huge uh, solar flare slash storm very soon, and boy, did we get one. In fact, I'm amazed we're still on the air. Shouldn't this be knocking out satellite communications around now? This uh, this this burst. I, don't know what the t- I was looking it up to figure out what the what the lag time is between the flare, visually seeing the flare, it could be a couple and of then days. having the crap hit the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I couldn't find out. Well, I I, I think uh, yeah, it's just interesting, and, and I think I get a check mark. Did not get anything out from what I could tell. No, no, but but we did get the solar flare, and it's big. It was like a, the whole surface of the sun, like like one big poop of heat. So I think I get a little check mark uh, next to the, uh, that in the little red book. So you have no solar flare machine? No, no, you don't. <laughs> Sorry, no solar flare machine. Mickey, if I ask you, you will, like, answer me, won't you? Oh, boy. Yeah. She's giving me she's giving me that Huma look. <laughs> she's, like, punching me in the face with the ring already. Doesn't even have it on. So on um, Tuesday, this was very nice, I uh, received a call from uh, presidential candidate Gary Johnson. And... Um, you can find this at GaryJohnson.nashownotes.com. Uh, we did it live. Uh, it's unedited, as uh, as we put it up on the uh, uh, on the stream, and I had questions from uh, the listeners. And I'm gonna. I have two clips. Um, I have a segment now, and hopefully we'll have more. Uh, you know, I can't wait for the call from Mitt Romney. I'm sure he'll be calling any minute now. You know, I can't wait for all of these great candidates, but at least Gary Johnson reached out. It was really nice. You know, he's like, hey, it's Gary. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Hey, Gary, it's Adam. Um, so my new segment is hold on to the magic wand. <laughs> so you are now president. What are you going to do? And I think it's the, it's the best question, isn't it? I mean, isn't that what we all want to know from these guys? And he's been excluded from the debate on CNN in New Hampshire, which is kind of weird. Um, you know about this, John? Yeah, I do know about it. What are you you're doing? Something else, aren't you? No, no, no. Yeah. All right. So, uh, magic wand. Uh, question number one. You are now. We wave the magic wand, Gary Johnson. You are now President Johnson. Uh, we, we've had one or two of those. Uh, what are you going to do about our economy? I would uh, eliminate the corporate income tax, uh, recognizing that it is a double tax, and reestablish this country as the only place to start up, grow nurture uh, business. I think that in and of itself would create tens of millions of jobs. Waving the magic wand, uh, I would eliminate uh, the IRS. I would eliminate the income tax along with the 17th Amendment to make sure it doesn't come back and replace it with a fair tax. I would abolish the Federal Reserve so that uh, we could, uh, in fact, uh, stop printing money and return to uh, a sound currency. And would, it, would that be based on the on the gold standard? Uh, I would, uh, waving a magic wand, I would return our currency to uh, the gold standard or a commodity-based, uh, make the currency commodity-based, uh, believing that that should be gold. Uh, and um, balance the federal budget uh, tomorrow. Uh, a Johnson administration would propose a balanced budget for the year 2013, believing that we are on the verge of a financial collapse, given the fact that there's no way we repay $14 trillion in debt when our ongoing deficit is $1.65 trillion this year, next year, years to come, years past. Uh, I'm a free market person, so don't count on me for tariffs. I think there's a magic to free markets. In free markets, there are bubbles, but I don't think they're as pronounced, and... Uh, when they get corrected, I think they get corrected uh, more quickly. 
and they get corrected in ways that are ultimately fair, uh, free. Top of the hour here at Fox News. Let's go to our political uh, pundit, John C. Dvorak. What do you think of that, John? Well, I mean, I'm all for the... T- uh, I, I really do think this double taxation thing is kind of ludicrous. But uh, I don't know. This guy is... Uh, this guy's been basically taking... Yeah, they don't want him to run. I mean, I have a clip <laughs> no that's kind of... I have a second clip if you want to hear well, a Well, yeah, more. we can play that. But I'm just going to say I have a clip. But this is not. We don't have to play this, but I'll just tell you what it is. So I'm li- watching the McLaughlin report, and they got Pat Buchanan on there. And he's going on and on. And he says, you know, there's a big hole. You know, everybody wants kind of Romney to run. And then you get these other people. But he says there's a big hole in the whole theory. If they could find a... A, a, a populist political conservative that was then he, then he basically describes Ron Paul. Yeah. And then he never says Ron Paul. Well, let's listen to your clip. Uh, it'll be a nice intermezzo. Who are heavily concentrated in the South in the Bible Belt. It is an impediment and was an impediment four years ago to Romney in terms of winning the Republican nomination. But if he gets that nomination and then you've got a race between Mitt Romney, who is a Mormon, and Barack Hussein Obama, who's an African-American of the left, evangelicals and fundamentalists, I think in the South will go strongly for Romney. The GOP graybeards want Romney to lead the ticket, correct? Well, the Republican establishment would like someone like Romney to lead it. And I think Huntsman, I don't think Huntsman's really got a shot right now this time. Because I think he's eclipsed and also he's a little bit too further left than Romney is. But there is a wide open spot inside the Republican nomination run for a populist, conservative, Tea Party candidate with real fire and energy. That is, if you can get one of those out there, that can beat Romney. You see Mormonism blocking Romney. You know, uh, and they drop it. Yeah, oh yeah, no, of course. But what's interesting, he, he says something... Um, Here's the problem with Gary Johnson, and I told him this in the interview, and I told this uh, campaign guy uh, the same thing. I said, where's the fire? You know, th- he talks like this. He's a really, really nice guy. I think he has some really good ideas. He's very Ron Paulish, uh, but he's young. He has a you know a hot-looking uh, fiancé. He's got a nice family. You know, he's, he's built a business. He was governor of New Mexico uh, for, you know, for two full terms. Uh you know, so he, and he's everything is with him is cost benefit analysis. Of course, he's being marginalized as the pot guy, which he actually in the interview he says, "Yeah, people call me the pot guy." So yeah, but you know that's a problem. You know, he's not media savvy. You got to get out there. You got to go spit on someone. No, you got to be like Trump. Yeah, exactly. A, l- a little more Trump would be would be warranted. He's got to get. And the fact, you know, I said, "Aren't you angry that you're being kept out of these uh, out of the debate?" You know, and he says, "Yes, I'm outraged." No, 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 <laughs> dude, you got to get pissed yes, off. I am outraged. I am outraged. Now let's listen to another clip. I like what he's saying. You know, and he he totally could be my candidate. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, he's a member of the Republican Party, which is supposed to give him the benefit of being invited to debates because he's a Republican. You know, because he's a member of a party, and not you know the independents always get screwed. He's not getting the benefit of it. And I, you know, I hate the Republican Party as much as I hate the Democratic Party, any party, except the booze party uh, and, uh, and the pirate party. But here he is uh, holding the magic wand again, uh, future President Gary Johnson. I keep holding on to the magic wand because uh, I have another one for you. Uh, the biggest expenditure by far is uh, what American taxpayers spend on uh, military and this new concept of homeland security. What would you change or do about that? 
I would have never established the Department of Homeland Security in the first place. I think that it's very duplicative uh, and that what it does, bottom line, is that it does not make things any safer uh, and that it certainly makes life uh, more intrusive. So that would have never happened from the get-go. So I would look to be unwinding that in as many ways as possible, returning those functions or giving those functions back to where they probably lie first, middle, and last place anyway without the Department of Homeland Security. Um, I would have never gotten into Iraq from the beginning. Uh, I went on record. I said, uh, number one, there's no military threat from Iraq. Uh, if there is weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, I think we have the military surveillance capability to see them roll out any weapons of mass destruction and that we could go in and deal with that situation. I thought if we went into Iraq, we would find ourselves in a civil war to which there would be no end. Afghanistan, I thought initially, was totally warranted. That's what we have a military for. We were attacked, we attacked back, and after being in Afghanistan for six months, we had effectively taken out Al-Qaeda. That was 10 years ago. We're building roads, schools, bridges, highways, and hospitals in Iraq and Afghanistan, and don't we have those same needs here in this country? Worse yet is the fact that men and service women are continuing to lose their lives in these locales. Let's get out of Iraq and Afghanistan tomorrow, and for all of the debate and the discussion that would be warranted about what might or might not happen getting out, I just suggest we'll have those same concerns 25 years from now if that's when we finally decide to get out. Libya. Uh, when we went into Libya, I issued a statement immediately opposing what we were doing in Libya A through Z. Where was the military threat, for starters? Where was the congressional authorization to go into Libya? Uh, where is it in the Constitution that says that because we don't like a foreign leader, we should go in and topple that foreign leader? Uh, have we not interjected ourselves into a civil war? Uh, don't, doesn't our intervention here, uh, isn't it warranted in about five other countries in the Middle East right now? Yeah, so you, so you point the exact problem huh, out. What? Yeah, you know, you point the exact problem out. So the this is this is why I like doing these interviews. I just let the guy talk and I don't interrupt him. But he is, you know, unless he starts becoming a hummer, so, you know, to to uh, protect himself from being interrupted, he's never going to get his message out ever. He should go work for the New York Times. Yeah, and learn how to hum. It's it's really unfortunate because the guy makes so much sense. You know, I, I like what he's saying, but he's got these. You know, he, he needs some training, like to go out there and say, hey. You scumbags, all of you. You can't do it. Guys like that don't have the personality for it, and they can't, they can't manage to do it. They'll have a million psychological reasons that they can't bring themselves to do that. Because You think it's, it's psychological? And by the way, this is the exact reason why he's not on the debate, because it's not good television. He's going to bore everyone to death. That's the exact problem. Yeah, yeah actually, I you may have hit it. That may be the real reason. It's of not course, his politics. It's not his politics. It's, the, it's, it's his boring. entertainment value. There, he has no entertainment value. Hello. Yeah, exactly. Check the calendar. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call him. Say, dude, you're boring. That's what I should have just said. That. Excuse me, Gary. You're boring. This is the problem. You're boring. You're boring. You're boring. You're boring. 
You got to ha- hype it up. You got the right message, but you, your delivery sucks. It's not going to change anything. You, when you get to a certain age, you either ha- have that gene, yeah, or you don't. Well, that's horrible. He's I, a wonk. He's you know he's probably really good at, at policy. Well, I, it's really sad. I hate that. It's the way it is. Yeah, he's, he's good at policy, but he's never going to get in there. No, of course not. <sighs> no, what the public wants. You got to remember, they just play that very beginning of extra with that. It's winding up to get everyone excited. You want a Mario Lopez personality. Yeah. Or would, Eddie. Hey, wouldn't <laughs> I'd take Mario Lopez as my president. Hey, everybody. We got Angelina Jolie at the White House today. That's too bad. It's really too bad. Nice guys finish last. Proof is in the pudding. Well, I don't know. It would be a task. I think that, uh, do you think, you don't think we could do some media coaching and we could uh, make it work for him? No. Because mm. because Ron Paul has the fire, but then he he goes in, and his media fire it makes him kooky. Yeah, right. Well, he he doesn't do it right. I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, these other guys, I mean, the guys who are good. Uh, Obama apparently was was coached because uh, apparently if you hear the early, read the early reports, especially the article, I think, in The New Yorker, where they said the guy was like so dull. He was sound like a professor and he right. still drops into that. If you watch him he now at his press conference, I know. He'll, uh, 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 I know. He's, I, uh, uh, I, and he, and then and he gets real long-winded, uh, and he repeats himself, constitutional and he's talking Professor. But, but, but he was coached, but he was amenable. Some people are amenable to it. Some people aren't. I don't, can't see, I don't see very, I see very few, somebody of a politician, they got to be full of themselves to get to that job in the first place. They're not going to be amenable to co- being coached. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like coaching a great basketball star. star. He's not, he says, look, I'm so great. I don't, I don't. Should I tell you something? You tell me? I'm gonna, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I am going to offer my services to coach this guy. I think we can do it. Yeah. I, I, to, I think it's absolutely possible. It's not. Well, thanks for trying to save the country. <laughs> it's not <laughs> savable. He's not a, he's a good looking guy. He looks pretty good. He looks like. Um, yeah, what does he? That's a good point. He looks he, like he, that. See, that's nothing. He visually doesn't come to me. He looks like that comedian um, from. That's not uh, good. <laughs> no, well, this is the great. No, it's great. He looks like that comedian that's on uh, What's My Line? The tall kind of thin my guy. Line. Yeah, my you know, God, what you, a callback. Well, uh, whose line is it anyway? I'm sorry. Whose line is it anyway? The one with uh, Drew Carey. Are you look, consulting the book of knowledge? I'm looking at the book. I'm looking at the actually the Google book of knowledge. And no, no, no. Do, you know, you have, images. No, I, you have to look at the. You have to consult the actual book of knowledge. Okay. What's the name uh, of that I, comedian? This is uh, do my Firefox now it goes not respond. This is Firefox. There it comes. When you look for images, it's just a mess. No, no, but uh, if you yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan I'm Styles, there you the go. Book of knowledge. I'm, I'm referring. You. I'm going as fast as I can. Oh, that guy. Now, now look at now. This is great. Now look at Ryan Styles. This is fantastic. We can put Ryan Styles in. <laughs> this is great. You what know, are, I have seen this guy Johnson on some uh, on on Fox. I think. Please I Google watch. Ryan Styles right now. He's actually not. Uh, go look at Ryan Styles. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm looking. Jeez. <laughs> I've got a whole concept. We have Johnson. He's got the message. But then whenever there's a debate, we bring Ryan Stiles in. He can he can read the script. The guy's a genius. Oh, this guy. Doesn't Ryan Stiles, the Canadian guy. Yeah, doesn't he look just like him? 
He looks enough like <laughs> that you could probably put, slip him in. Yeah, exactly. Except for the Canadian accent, eh? he's going to talk a little like this. Uh, no, 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 no. He doesn't. He, he can. He, dude, the guy is a brilliant comedian. He does. He does like uh, impromptu, off the cuff stand up. The guy's amazing. He could do it. Well, anyway, well, he could coach him. No, we could just put him in. We got two Obamas. Well, why can't we fight with two uh, two Gary Johnsons? Would know. No, I, I've heard Gary Johnson on some things, and he definitely is. The policies are dynamite. Policies but. dynamite, unfortunately. Well, hey, by the way, John, it's official. Did you know that Osama bin Laden is dead? Says who? Says Wolf Blitzer and Al Qaeda. Well, Wolf, uh, the video about thirty minutes long is the first from Ayman Al Zawahiri since the death of Osama bin Laden. The video is in large part a tribute to Osama bin Laden. He went to his god martyred because he said no to America. Ayman al-Zawahiri does not proclaim himself bin Laden's successor, but with the tape he appears to be positioning himself. He wants to show to the al-Qaeda membership around the world, their supporters, that he's the paramount leader of al-Qaeda, that he's the one that's delivering the eulogy for Osama bin Laden. In the video, Zawahiri cheers on the uprisings in Libya, Syria and Yemen. They need to continue their struggle, their rage, and their sacrifices. Al-Qaeda doesn't like these movements, but they recognize they have no option but to say, if we want to be relevant, we better stick with the population. And the population has spoken, so let's pretend like we're with them. In the tape, Zawahiri pledges support to Mullah Omar, the head of the Taliban, urges the Muslim masses to rise up against what he calls a treacherous Pakistani regime, and he makes repeated but unspecific threats against the U.S. I call for jihad, my beloved people, to fight those who fight Islam. Since the raid that killed bin Laden, U.S. counterterrorism officials have assumed Zawahiri was in deep hiding, afraid for his safety. Analysts believe he must have been very anxious to be seen and heard because releasing this video involved risks. For instance, using a courier, like the one that led the U.S. To here bin comes, Laden. here it comes. Intelligence analysts have poured over previous al-Qaeda videos trying to determine where they were taped. This video does not provide any obvious clues. The background is pretty nondescript. Yeah. Well, I guess it's official confirmation, uh, more confirmation from al-Qaeda now, <laughs> from Ayman al-Zawahiri himself, that bin Laden is dead. Gee. <laughs> the douchebag. Well, I, I guess that whole stupid video, that we it is, that's proof, official confirmation. It's official. Teal of approval. Wolf Blitzer says it's dead. So I, uh, that guy, what's his name, Zakari, whatever his name is, Al, he Al says you become a martyr, but not according to all the forums. Oh, because uh, Osama bin Laden uh, was shot with a pork bullet. <laughs> what? A pork bullet? Look here, here's the search you want. Pig fat gun lube, pig fat gun lube Osama, <laughs> and you'll see all the stories. Apparently there's a company and they're, I think they're in the Midwest someplace and they sell a gun lubricant that is made from pork fat and a number of the U.S. military are using this to lube up their guns because then the bullet picks up just enough trace elements of the pork fat to negate any possibility that a Muslim extremist Islamist will go to heaven. This is actually this is a Mother Jones story. Did a Navy SEAL kill Osama bin Laden with a pork-coated bullet, thus denying him entrance to paradise? 
This highly unlikely claim coming from a shady website selling gun lubricants <laughs> that it guarantees to be 13% USDA liquefied pig fat. America's secret weapon. Hey, you Muslim terrorist over there, I'm going to shoot you with some pig fat. Look out. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> it, and it made it to Mother Jones. Nice. That's really, really nice. Unbelievable. So Osama got, uh, he's not up there. He's, 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 he has no virgins. He's not with the virgins or with yeah. the Virginians, whoever they are. The whole thing is, is just abhorrent, everything. The whole thing. And, yeah, and, uh, and here's, uh, so you know what's supposed to happen? We're supposed to pull out a poppy stand next month. And uh, the original promise was 100,000 troops will come home. And so, uh, hello, everybody. President Obama here. I'm going to talk to you about the troop withdrawal in this interview. We're not going to do anything precipitous, but what, what I've already said to the American public and what I've said to the Afghan people is that it's time for the Afghans now to take responsibility for their own security. When did you actually hear him say, hello, Afghan people? It's time for you to take responsibility for your actions. Uh, we are training their security forces up. That transition will uh, take place over the next couple of years. Uh, but by killing bin Laden, by blunting the momentum of the Taliban, uh, we have now accomplished a lot of what we set out to accomplish 10 years ago. Mr. Obama also spoke with Afghan President Hamid Karzai today for an hour by video conference. Ooh, Skype, no doubt. The president. Where did you, you get this clip? This is, um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it was, uh, I don't know. I'm sorry, I don't know. Make his decision about the size of the initial U.S. pullout later this month. For his part, Ambassador Crocker cautioned today against moving too fast. Yeah, see, they brought the new shill in, this Crocker, this Crocker thing, dude. And uh, he's his job is to say, oh, no, 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 we, we can't pull out 100,000. You know, we haven't trained Afghan troops. Who cares? Please, please. We could have been training these guys since they're 10 years old. This has please. been going. How long does it take to train somebody? How long does it take? What, what is the, the total length of Army boot camp? Uh, they Is it said, 10 years? Do you have to go when you join weeks. the army? You spend 10 years in boot camp? Eight weeks. On Paris Island. Eight yeah. weeks. Eight weeks. Eight weeks is boot camp. So why is it taking so long to train the Afghanis? Yeah. Well, you know. Are they that dumb? Is that what we're saying? We're saying Afghanis are dumb? I mean, what is the subtext here? Well... I mean, you and I both know it has nothing to do with security. It's all about the oh, UNESCO I'm pipeline. Sorry, what am I thinking? Yeah, what do you please? No, but it's, uh, it's and so you just watch next month. The president's going to say with this Crocker guy, the new shill who's in, who we discussed, part of the Shadow Puppet Theater. Oh no, they're not ready yet. No, we we'll take out. What did I predict? Five thousand. You watch five thousand, and then it'll be non-combat troops. It's, it's stupid. The whole thing. We're going down the tubes. We really are. It's scary. It's scary. But that's okay because we're safe at home with the new scanning technologies, John. Have you uh, seen this video of the new scanner that the IATA is? Uh... No, I, I've heard about it. I've not seen it. Yeah, well, okay. You can't see it now, but you can listen to the video. It's just as exciting. The checkpoint consists of two parts. The first part is passenger pre-screening that's done by governments. 
and that's aided by the creation of a known traveler type system. They're common. If you're in the Netherlands, you may know it as the Privium system. If you live in the United States, it's called Global Entry. But these are traveling solutions where in exchange for passenger information, the passengers allowed a faster travel experience. And then what we do is we create an enhanced security lane to take the three to nine percent of passengers that get enhanced screening every day at all of our airports and move them out of the main line. And I think every passenger is familiar with what happens with an enhanced screening program when they see it at the airport. A security screener will shout, move to the left, move out of the line, there's going to be a rapid scramble for bags, and the line is going to come to a complete stop. You walk through, you keep your stride, you're able to carry your bags with you and drag your trolleys behind you as well. And shut up, slave, and give us your information. It's really unbelievable what's going on. So now you'll be uh, the uh, the known traveler system. It'll be everywhere, John. It's part of the national ID. Known traveler. You're known. It's okay. You're known. We got all your info. You're known. We've got your facial recognition on Facebook. Do you see that thing? Have you paid your student loan? Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, you can't travel. Sorry, you can't travel. Your student loan yeah. has not been paid. That's right. That's right. Heaviest uh, bombing in uh, in weeks in uh, Tripoli, Libya. Wait a minute. Are you telling me they're bombing the... I thought it was just a no-fly zone. Well, let's hear what the president said on March 21st, 2011. Let me see. March, April 21st, one month. Uh, May 21st, two months. June... We're, why, we're almost three months, John. Am I, am I miscalculated? March, One, two, April, April May, May... Seems like about three months, yeah. Almost three months, yeah. Let's see. It is U.S. policy that Gaddafi needs to go. But let me emphasize that we uh, anticipate this transition to take place in a matter of days and not a matter of weeks. Well, to be honest... Wait, he, wait, hold on a second. He didn't what say months. A matter of days, not weeks. He didn't say months. So to be honest, he you know he was he was kind of smart about that. He didn't say so months. He was really saying it's not a matter of days, not weeks, but a matter of days and maybe months. Months, yeah, months. Day, a lot of days, ninety days. You know, where's my whistle? We got to start whistling, people. Uh, I, you know what, John? I think you've really hit upon something. No agenda whistles is a great idea, and we just got to. We're not calling people out. We're whistling at you. Yeah, I think nice, good metal police whistle. Those things are great. The ones that they use on the everybody in the pool girl uses. You know, she's a (laughs) hey, she's pool girl. You know, she's the one with the whistle around her neck. She's she's coordinating uh, activities on the boat. I don't have a clip of this, but uh, the president also said uh, maybe that was in his weekly address. We can live the American dream. Uh, what were the job numbers? We had uh, fifty-four thousand. Fifty-four. By the way, the the job, the numbers that need to be just to keep on an even keel, the number of people entering the job market on a month-to-month has basis to be based ten on times the population that. is is one hundred and fifty thousand. Right. So there are fifty-four thousand new jobs, which means we're down a hundred thousand right there. Half of those were created by McDonald's. And that's your American dream, ladies and gentlemen. Would you like fries with that? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Upsell. Yeah. For an extra 25 cents. Yeah, I can supersize you. Can you. large. I can supersize you. No problem. You know, that's what I'm doing all day. I'm supersizing people. 
No, that's not. Let's be preoccupied with looking at a congressman's penis. Nice. Wiener. Yeah. Hey, and everyone, so, get off of Facebook now because this facial recognition stuff that is probably already in place is bad. It's going to auto tag you. Get off. And, and please, if you have a picture of me on Facebook, take it off. Just take it off. You want to, you, you want to, I don't want, I can't even tell you the story. No, come on. Tell me. A friend of mine, friend of yours as well, uh, was running two Facebook profiles, uh, one for this person's job and one is their actual personal thing. And uh, this person got tagged, auto tagged in a picture as the other person. And so they closed down the work profile. And then the only way you can open it up is if you uh, scan and email an official government ID with your name on oh, it wait, to Facebook. Hold on a second. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. You cannot, because it's against the rules to have a fake name on Facebook. You cannot. Oh, really? have, yeah. Yeah, it's against it. Read the terms of service. They change every day. Well, then why is there a fake John Dvorak uh, Facebook page? Well, you can tag him and, and his profile will get shut down. Huh. Eh, I'll leave it there. It's <laughs> better that way. I'm, trust me. Yeah, no, I'm just leaving it there. But I this person was using that Facebook page for, for business, business, for real business, and um, and it got shut down, and this person has no way to have it reopened because it was under a name that is not this person's real name, and, and this person does not have an official government ID. I can't ID. believe people use this product. Yeah, well, yeah. It's so sad because I have to use it because it's the only way I can communicate with my daughter. For some reason, it's like Facebook, you know, and she has a Tumblr, and she has all kinds of other stuff, and she hates Facebook. But if you know, all her friends are there. It's like you know, it's all the slaves are happy there, and she her profile gets deleted all the time, you know, for offending photographic material. <laughs> well, at least she keeps up with the old man. Hey, easy does it there. Uh, so uh, yeah, no, I find it just abhorrent that you have this uh, situation. And every single person, I said, don't use Facebook. And, and I know what's going to happen. One day, Mickey's Facebook is going to get deleted, and it's going to be a huge problem because um, it's just going to be a problem. And she's going to be very, very sad, very, very, very sad, and it's going to be a sad day. And I, and I hate, and I, I, every day, I, I hate looking. To, it's, I know what's going to happen because we've been through this. We're old enough to know. And now you've got this automatic facial recognition. Please, this frightens me. So what was the point of this automatic facial recognition? It's actually the point of it was exactly what you described. Yeah. To, to thin, auto thin tag. Herd. Yeah. Auto tag. Auto yeah. tag. And then, oh, wait a minute. You So if you're an intelligence agency and you want to find people, uh, yeah. let's take. Yeah, I always use these systems for due, due diligence. So I want to find all the pictures I can of somebody I'm going to meet. So I go on Flickr and I, I search for them. But if I have auto tag, I'll find them in pictures where they're not tagged. That's right. And there's a lot of pictures that were, you know, you, a lot of people just post stuff. They never tag it. They never say who's in the picture. And now, now if you can auto tag with, with facial recognition, now I can find all the pictures of you. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It's very valuable if you're doing, if you're, you're spying on somebody. Mm -hmm. So why do people just climb on board? I don't get it. Because <sighs> they're stupid. I hate to say it. And, you know, that, that's why uh, we're doomed forever to do this for lunch money, because uh, the majority of people who are awake and, and with the program and listen to the show is small. It's very, yeah. very, very small. Well, we wake up a person now and again. But most of the people, you guys are crazy. Yeah. Nut jobs.
You're just crazy. Well, you're I, had mo- a, I had a dinner last night with uh, three guys from Qatar. Really? Oh, you're supposed to say Qatar. Yeah, Qatar. Uh, That's what they pronounce it, by the way. Really? They, the guys from Qatar pronounce it Qatar? Yeah. <laughs> crazy guys. Joke's on me. Whoops. Who knew? <laughs> all right. So, uh, they're Lebanese, <laughs> but they live there. And uh, they say, all say Qatar. And... Uh, that, you know, the Middle Easterners are, and the people from that area, they don't like to, the people in Lebanon do not like to consider themselves Middle Easterners. I, I didn't realize that. They're real adamant about it. But they, uh, that's all they do is talk about this sort of thing constantly. The whole, the culture down in that whole area is just to discuss political things from a perspective of like, you know, you don't know the whole story. Mm-hmm. And huh. so we had a lot. Of, I didn't get any good stuff from them, unfortunately. <laughs> they talk a big talk, but they got nothing. Is that what they you're didn't saying? Have anything. They were just <laughs> they you got know, nothing. They were listening to me. <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, I think you received this as well. There was a program, uh, and I think we should listen to this because there's a guy who has a book out called. Um, this is from the BBC thing. I know you received it as well, John. Uh, where do I have? I have the clip. I just want to set it up properly. Um. Well, of course, I can't find it offhand. Uh, so it's a, a BBC program on Radio 4. This guy has written a book about conspiracy theories and theorists right, yeah. in the United States. So we listen yeah, to that? Yeah, I listen to the guy. It's, uh, it's about four minutes. But uh, by the way, this is a podcast from the BBC. This is a download from the BBC. No, it's a download, not a podcast. Find out more, mm. visit bbc.co.uk slash radio 4 I would say only a small minority had mental health difficulties maybe uh, by the way we all have mental health difficulties one or two percent most of them it was a political and social phenomenon it was toxic distrust of public institutions and they had been radicalized over the internet or through political propaganda but they did not for the most part have clinical mental health issues you focus a lot of the book on the truthers the ones who believe that 9-11 didn't happen in the ways commonly described but was some conspiracy don't you yes in fact originally my book was just going to be about 9-11 truth activists these are the folks who as you say believed 9-11 was an inside job uh, by the bush government but what i found was that when i interviewed these people they embraced a whole bunch of other conspiracy theories yeah. and it became clear to me that conspiracism had become a sort of creed for these people and yeah. it wasn't just about 9-11 it w- it's a religion is what it is it's about all of society well give us the psychology by the way do you hear the uh, the edits going back and forth from the oh, interview the, the edited totally and it, the questions are, are put in later is abhorrent this of this what is it in the head that drives otherwise sane people to believe weird and wacky things. <laughs> All right, we. It, this is so lovely. It's it's definitely something wrong with my head. It's a checklist coming up, John. You can tick them off. Well, as I say, the universal aspect is distrust. Distrust of government, yes. distrust of media, yes. distrust of organized religion in many cases, yes. distrust of all public institutions and society. Yes, this book is for me. But I also think that there is an impulse to align ideology with facts. They want to make the world, as they imagine it, appear like the world as it is. So, for instance, in the case of a a 9-11 conspiracy theorist, in some cases he might be a very left-wing ideologue who believes that all evil originates with the United States. And then when 9-11 happened, which was evil perpetrated against the United States, he suffered cognitive dissonance because ideology conflicted with reality. (laughs) Cognitive dissonance. 
This bull. I mean, we can play the whole thing, but I don't think no, we no, should. No, no, it's okay. No, I, I, I agree. just want to point a couple of memes. He uses yeah. radicalized. Yep. He says toxic distrust no, as opposed that. to a distrust. I yeah, mean, there's toxic. a lot of people who don't trust government, and they shouldn't. But this is. But he can't say that. He never says it. By the way, he everything. Any distrusting of anything is toxic. Yep. Which is bullshit. And then he also says he uses the term otherwise sane. Yeah. So, well, Adam, I really like that uh, that analysis of you of you otherwise sane. Otherwise you know, blah, blah, blah. sane, yeah. And then when he de- he uses the old trick of the checklist plus mm-hmm. the the, the non the non inclusive listing plus an include an inclusive at the end, kind of a catch all, and it goes like this: it's a it's a distrust of media, which you can you we argue and and it's logical and it's true, a distrust of government, government. which is. You shouldn't trust the government. You never should. To distrust a religion. We have all these scandals and all these religious things going on, scammers and, and pedophiles and the rest of it. And then then the the fourth one is the bombshell, which is the distrust of all. He uses the word all, which means you did everything, which is just to say, get you into this, like, well, well, whoa, oh, that can't be good. Yeah. This guy is a... Douche, douche. Wait, let's hit, let's hit it. Douchebag. Totally there you douche go. Bag. He's a douche. Yeah. Give him another one. Two yeah. douchebags. Douche a double douchebag. A double bagger, everybody. Good morning, the morning to you, double bagger. So, talking about douchebags. Who you got? Liberty County Sheriff's Office in Texas. Yeah. So, they, so apparently, this is a big story. In fact, when it was breaking, Fox had it on their uh, news coverage. And you, you, it sounds like, sounds like there's actually some reporting going on here. I have a, uh, have a clip. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the Fox, Texas. I don't yeah, know it's Texas it. fiasco. Yeah, play the fiasco clip and then we'll summarize. Say, uh, the authorities there now say they have no evidence of deceased bodies at this site where oh, there yeah. are media reports of up to 30 bodies discovered initially. Uh, those primary reports, preliminary reports, uh, said the bodies had been found and were of children and possibly dismembered. One media account said authorities were waiting for a search warrant uh, to go through that home. The FBI says it is offering its help. Fox News is continuing to follow this story throughout the evening. At this point, the Liberty County Sheriff's Department is saying that they have no evidence of deceased persons at this point, uh, despite the initial reports of 25 to 30 bodies discovered. They did get a tip that told them about this location. They did not elaborate. Okay, we'll you, have you updates. Stop. You, you know, I hate so, to So, by hate the to way, this relates to distrust of the media. Yeah. Okay. They already said there's the 30 bodies and they're reporting all this bull crap. You know what this story is about? Apparently... Some, and there's a Reuters story on it. Uh, that now the police are after the tipster, somebody who claimed to be a psychic. Mm. Call the police department, and who obviously there's some grudge against this person. And they said there's a bunch of dead bodies in this guy's backyard. Mm. And they went on and on about it. The police department waltzed it over to some judge. Mm-hmm. Uh, search warrant to some judge who says, "Oh, a psychic? Well, sure, signed it off. <laughs> Here's the warrant." Here's your warrant, people. This is this how, how much due diligence we do here? What was it? What, was it a male psychic or a female psychic? You know, kind of thing. Oh, okay. Right. Did, they, did they spell it right? Yeah, yeah. Psychic, psychic. See, psychic. Yeah. They go out there and dig the shit. They just ru- <laughs> dig this guy's this place hole. up. I don't know. This well, is unbelievable. Unfortunately, I'm I'm very worried that this is a, a pedophilia cover up from the elites. And if we don't hear anything about it anymore, then my suspicion only grows. Well, it's a possibility, but I'll tell you this. We have no idea 
what the hell's going on because this immediate distrust of the media. We're not getting the story. This, the psychic thing could be total bull crap or not. But the, right now, we don't. All we know is a psychic call. But it, I, I can't believe they'd make themselves look this stupid with a with a cover story that involved a psychic. So, I mean, the whole thing is a mess, and this is Texas. So, uh, from the chat room, I get uh, Discovery News, uh, psychic fiasco, Texas mass murder raid, a hoax. So, here's your distrust of the media. Police investigated. It all turned out to be a false alarm. There were no dead bodies. The psychic was wrong or lying. There you go. We fell for it. We even discussed it for three seconds. And, but uh, but, but meanwhile, fu- we have that other guy on his conspiracy theories, and God yeah. Yeah. knows we have distrust of the media. We can't have that. No, the guys, the, the, that person, you know, this—it's ridiculous. If it wasn't, if the—I uh, don't even want to go into it. Um, I'm I'm done. I've, I've got uh, two quick clips. One to cheer you up. No, actually, I'm lying. They're both going to bum you up. James Carville, uh, who I actually like. Uh, he was, was he not the uh, campaign manager for Clinton? Uh, for Yeah, the flasher. The flasher? He's a flasher. Really? He's a flasher? <laughs> like he flashes his, his naked penis to women? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you mean? I, I missed this. You didn't this. know this? No, he's a flasher? It was it was discussed in the book about the uh, <laughs> red, white, and blue, and then it was in that movie. They, they had it in the movie. They didn't show him. I never saw that movie. The movie had him constantly flashing and really? then people going up to him and saying, stop it. Dude, stop flashing. Really? I didn't. He's a flasher. That's that's yeah. outrageous. Yeah. Uh, well, now the clip is like now it's no good. <laughs> You've ruined his credibility with me. Carvel's on. Uh, I don't know. Some some stupid Fox show. They're all stupid. Uh, but I do think the guy has his uh, has his finger on the pulse of uh, of what's going on. He seems to be a straight shooter, except for the flashing bit. Well, maybe he shoots straight there too. Here's what he has to say about what uh, we can look forward to. It's either this Oops, uh, sorry. Taking a pay cut in the last year. Yeah. I mean, you you, you can't have if you're 50 years old and you're you're providing for your family and you've been out of work for a year and a half. You're you're not you're you're not the same person. This is this is the tragedy of unemployment. Oh, you I mean, can't the be real un- tragedy of unemployment. Oh, it's and, and, and a lot of people like that. And, and other than there's not much. Even if the economy comes back, the prospects of a lot of people finding a job are not good. They're blaming God. No, look, the, the, the people. The, this is again oh, no. a humanitarian, and and and, and you're, you're you know you're smart enough to see this, and people. If it continues, we're going to start to see some civil unrest in this country. I hate to say that, but I, I, I think it's, it's eminently possible. Right, civil unrest. I hope so. It's about well, time. I think so I think it's obvious it's going to happen. It's about time, and that's why they're not showing Greece on the television. So right, you, you because you, I, I think you're dead on on the Greece yeah. analysis. That's yeah. that is the reason they're not showing. Then they won't show Spain. They showed a little Spain, but it's all sit-ins. But this, yeah, the, sitting the, on the ground exactly. But the whistling stuff—that's great. We need to propagate the whistles. Yeah, that was, you know, I didn't think about that until, until, you, just, until you witnessed it, until you actually saw it happen. And you yeah, witnessed and the I'm horrible noise. You, it's a Night of the Triffids, I think is the name of the Triffids. movie. Because hmm. I'm walking around, I said, this, what are they, just filming a movie around here? Because it's, <laughs> it's this crazy sound. It sounds like a lot of, like a million locusts or something. And then you turn the corner when you get hit with a full blast. Oh, my God. 
it is really annoying. So I'd like to remind everybody uh, just briefly, uh, John and I have promised each other that we'd play more of these clips that uh, we pick up along the way. When uh, the uh, horrible earthquake uh, happened in Haiti, um, what took place was an amazing turn of events where President Obama asked former presidents Bush and Clinton to uh, ask for money. And here's what they said. We just need cash. I know a lot of people want to send blankets or water. Just send your cash. And uh, President Bush uh, even took it a little further. Shysters show up and take advantage of people's goodwill and generosity. So now I'm listening to one of my favorite radio shows called Black Agenda Radio. Which is kind of cool because we have no agenda. They're Black Agenda. And uh, there was a new report. I don't think we talked about it on the show. Uh, about the number of dead in uh, Haiti. And these guys, they just nail it. USAID just recently, as you said, issued a report that revised down the number of killed in the earthquake from between 200,000 and 250,000 to between 46,000 and 84,000 people. And the report was, uh, as I said, commissioned by USAID. They hired LTL Strategies, which is an international development and business consulting firm, to write a report that's actually officially titled Building Assessments and Rebel Removal in Quake-Affected Neighborhoods in Haiti. The major author of the report is an academic by the name of Timothy Schwartz, who is currently writing a book called Rape, Murder, and Voodoo on the Island of the Dam which he claims is the title of an uh, article on Haiti that appeared in the UK Telegraph just days after the quake in 2010. And he's already published another book called Travesty in Haiti, a true account of Christian missions, orphanages, fraud, food aid, and drug trafficking. So you have a sense that Dr. Schwartz has an eye for the sensationalist headline. He says that he personally has no intellectual interest in how many people were killed in, in the earthquake, whether it's 60,000 or 200,000. It's still a huge number. But as we all know, there's a history of numbers being used against black people. Obviously, when it came to the slave trade, people always want to revise that number down to say that, uh, that, that slavery wasn't as bad on the African continent or for African people as we might say it was. And the larger question in the, in the context of Haiti seems to be that USAID has also been criticized for not coming through on their promises to provide housing. We've also seen the destructions of the IDP camps in Delmas and in other areas of Port-au-Prince by the, the mayor of Delmas using uh, Mexican-trained paramilitaries. And at the same time, well, IDP camps are being destroyed and the homeless from the earthquake are being doubly displaced. We've seen the Clinton-Bush-Haiti fund pump in money to fund the lovely Oasis Haiti in, uh, I think, the neighborhood of uh, Pechenville, which is a, a luxury boutique hotel that's going to be housing Haiti's elite as well as aid workers. Beneath all- <laughs> the Oasis Haiti. That's where we got to book our next vacation, John. Unbelievable. Oasis Haiti, the Bush Clinton Foundation funding the boutique hotel Oasis Haiti. Just send we us your cash. Get comped. <laughs> don't send us. I'll get us comped. <laughs> <laughs> we'll even get a limo from the airport. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think get we comped limo from the airport. We have to get there. We have to find some way. We have to get some comp air ride. Yeah, well, we have to get one of the oil jets like they had uh, Sweet well, Mickey Martelli nice. on. But, you know, I, those guys aren't going to comp us, I don't think. I think one of the airliners might. Mm. Fantastic. Just beautiful. Just yeah, beautiful. Yeah, just as we predicted, by the way. Yes. And, and, to uh, a T. And I've been harping on it for years now. 
And by the way, how do you feel now about texting that money? And about your and how about you stupid idiots that uh, you you that entertainment drones who did that whole oh safe Haiti. Oh, I don't even know if Sean Penn is still there or not. I'm, I'm concerned about him. Well, they had him. some pictures of him on Entertainment Tonight that indicate he might be in the U.S. I don't think he's there at the moment. I got a quick trip around uh, some uh, news headlines, which are uh, quite interesting. CDC study, that's the Centers for Disease Control, and they're doing important work here. This government-funded study says gay and bisexual high school students are more likely than their heterosexual classmates to smoke, use alcohol, or do other risky things. I think we should get them a vaccine against that gayness. Anti-obesity. Why? And that, 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 that story makes no logical sense. What? The, 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 the conclusion of their study? Yeah. Well, they, they surveyed 156,000 high school students. In the largest government yeah, survey ever, and oh, it turns just, out I'll take their word for yeah, it. But yeah, well, kid, but well, that's, it so seems it, sketchy. So if you're gay, you're bad. That's the message. Oh yeah, okay. Don't be gay. That makes sense. Anti-obesity vaccine reduces food consumption in animals. So can't wait for that. It looks like we're going to have a vaccine against eating. This is new. Uh, from Gitmo Nation, Ho Chi Minh City. One of our uh, producers uh, is in Vietnam. And is uh, on the No Agenda News Network, noagendanewsnetwork.com. Uh, more than 2,000 children in Ho Chi Minh City have contracted hand and f- hand foot mouth disease in the past three months, which I think is very interesting because I, I, you know, I've. Well, lived, there's an underreported story. Yeah, but I didn't think it was communicable to humans. Because I've lived in hand foot mouth uh, territory in Belgium and in Gitmo Nation lowlands. And, um, you know, this is weird. 2,100 children, Ho Chi Minh City, have hand, foot, and mouth disease. Double the number in the same period last year. They, they must have a problem. Looks like 11 children are really severely hurt. So, Ah, but there's good news, John. There's. Are you consulting the book of knowledge about Ho Chi Minh City? Well, I'm actually consulting about hand, foot, and mouth disease in the Medline. And it says it's a relatively common infection. usually begins in the throat. Uh-huh. It's commonly caused by Okaksaki is what Okaksaki, it is. yeah. Christina had that when she was a baby. Enterovirus family disease is not spread from pets, but it can be spread from person to person. You may catch it if you... This Koksaki is what it is. Oh, 11 children have died. You can die from it, but it's pretty rare. My daughter had Koksaki when she was uh, still in the crib. It was the scariest thing ever. Also, it occurs mostly in children under 10, but can be seen in adolescents and occasionally adults. Like all the all outbreaks occur in the summer. Huh. This, is not, this is not a major story. Okay. All right. Well, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, it, seemed, it sounds interesting, yeah. but it's not. Here's the real one, John. This is good news. We'll have a brain scan that predi- can predict Alzheimer's disease a decade in advance. Yeah, this sounds like bullcrap to me. <laughs> of course, it's bullcrap. The whole the, this is the, the, we've been warning about this. The Alzheimer's it's been you know subjugated a little bit because of you know some guy's penis, um, but the uh, the pharmaceutical industry is all over this Alzheimer's. They've had all kinds of promotional spots in the form of CNN specials, etc. They're working on vaccines, and now we have a brain scan. What does a typical scan cost? It's like five, six, seven thousand dollars. No, about thirty-five hundred. Okay. Well, oh, you got a bargain apparently. Um, and then this one, this is nuts. 
The Attorney General in Gitmo Nation East has uh, rejected calls for an inquest into the death of Dr. David Kelly. This is the guy who uh, killed himself with a, a potato knife, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we had helicopters landing on the field. There were no footprints. There was no blood anywhere. Uh, no, there's no evidence to support claims he was murdered. Actually, I see there's video. I didn't realize there was video. Let's see what the video says. It might be interesting. This from the BBC. It's a download from the BBC. And uh, I just see a spinning red Order. Statement the Attorney General. Mr. Dominic Grieve. Is. Please speak. House of Commons. Is. Mr. Speaker, with permission, I'd like to make a statement about the death of Dr. David Kelly and whether an application should be made by me to the High Court for an inquest to be held into his death. Mr Speaker, as a Law Officer of the Crown, I am routinely asked to consider such applications as part of my public interest role. It is in that role that I make this statement today. I would not normally present the result of my considerations so publicly, but given the interest in this case has attracted, both from members of the House and in the media, I think it's right that this House has the chance to consider my conclusions and to ask any questions. The House will be aware Dr. Kelly was a distinguished government scientist who became one of the chief weapons inspectors in Iraq. Uh, it uh, turns out it's 34 minutes. I should have uh, previewed this. 34 minutes. I will watch that. It's just hilarious. So this guy was clearly murdered because he uh, was a yeah, weapons inspector. He blew inspector. the whistle on yeah. the scam, on the, on the yellow yeah. cake scam. They've closed his files for 75 well, years. Expect? I mean, for God's sake, they should have done this long ago. But where's the outrage? Where's what? the whistling? Outrage? We can't even get anyone outraged about the Department of Education <laughs> having a SWAT team at their disposal. Ah, <laughs> uh, John, you know what? I love talking to you, my friend. It's always fun. Yeah, well, we should make it before we go all the way out. I want to. We have to decide yes or no. I want to make. I'm going to start doing like a pool. Okay. Yes or no? Will there be a new distraction of the week? Will Wiener get bumped off the front page for something else that by Thursday, not Sunday, but by Thursday, we say, oh, look at that. You know, there'll be some news thing that's just bubbling up. It's you know this kind of uh, information. Yes. yes. Kind. I'll you take yes. Yes, I say E. coli in America. Well, you're actually make, you're actually making the prediction of what it's going to be. Yeah, I'm 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 pulling out all the stops. I don't mess wow. around here. E. coli in America. I got to pull out the red. Now I'll take E. coli in America. For twenty. What? For I'll 20. take E. coli for twenty. <laughs> uh, I believe Mr. Oil is going live after the show. I'm not sure. I don't have a uh, oil's crude show, so uh, we'll see if uh, the stream gets uh, taken over. Uh, and, and I'm anyway. going to predict, by the way, I'm going to predict it's going to be something we've not heard. It'll be something totally new. Okay. Well, we'll find out on Sunday, won't we? No, oh, Thursday of next week. Oh, Thursday Sunday. of next week. Well, Sunday we might know, too. Maybe. Uh, coming to you from the Crackpot Command Center in the Hilltop Watchtower, uh, Gitmo Nation, West People's uh, Republic of Southern California. In the morning, everybody, I'm the lone wolf known as Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where I'm on the out, I'm I'm. I'm on the lookout for the Department of Education SWAT team. I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on Sunday right here on No Agenda. Dvorak.org slash N-A.